here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Do I have everybody's attention now? Just thinking about this match, and I'm standing and pacing in my den. He's just Makazi now. He's not okay, so so Makazi. He's not a kid anymore. He's, he's, he's a boy. Ten years he's a later, man. He's a man. Man, Makazi. Are you ready? He got PWS superstar Brian Buck, <laughs> and he was gone in two minutes. <laughs> In go Bernalis. In Bernalis. In go Bernalis. You're missing a B there, but that's. There's a B. This is what I'm talking about. These letters don't go together. Oh, you're having a wank, are you? And it's like no. You are listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to some boring podcast where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay? Don't listen to Joe Lanza because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich Cringe. Who delivers this guy in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. In the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? Stop yelling at me. I agree. All right, welcome once again to the Voice Wrestling Podcast. I am Rich Cringe alongside, as always, the king of banter himself, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, how are you? I am, uh, I hate that question. Because that, see, now I have to give like some gimmick response, some like, stock answer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm great. Ew, how are you, Rich? You know, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I don't think you ever. You never ask me how I am. I'm here because you know why. I'm gonna tell you because <laughs> nobody cares. Because I don't care. Number and you don't one, care. neither one of us care how the other person. No, I don't really care how you're doing. Nobody either. listening cares how we're doing. And maybe they do. No, you don't know that. And we do plenty of the idle chit chat before you hit uh-huh. record. So we're already well schooled on how we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, so then we come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then we come on the air. No, (laughs) see, but you're doing like it's weird because then how do you kick off the show? Mm -hmm. You you got to give like I can't just jump right into it. Yeah, Observer Award season. Let's go. Like right, and then 
you know, like a lot of times I'll go, I'm doing fantastic. And then you throw me under the bus because then you go, really? You're doing fantastic? And then I'm like, well, <laughs> no, jerk. I'm just – you gave a stock question, <laughs> so I'm giving the stock answer. So it's like you're kind of sneaky like that. You're sneaky like that. You, 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 you know, you, you'll do the stock thing and I'll play along and then you throw me under the bus. Mm-hmm. So um, – that sounds about right. Yeah, that's pretty good. So uh, we got plenty to talk about today. This could be a show like unlike any that we've ever done because we are going to Joe and I both we have Sunny Side Up ready on our computers, and we're going to live commentate the new Sunny uh, Adult picture as it happens. So are you ready? Well, I I gotta tell you, I got mine. <laughs> All right, well, you're way three, too excited about this. Two. You got it right. I, listen, I have to be completely honest about something. Full disclosure. <laughs> full disclosure. I jumped on the Twitter machine a few minutes ago. I saw Sonny's uh, name bouncing around. Again. Which, by the way, what what a great porn title! I just want to say. Well, I got to tell you, Rich, I've pieced it all together now because I'm okay. All right, because I'm a smart guy, but I had no idea what's going on. She made a porn video, apparently, because I just she did, yes. this is legitimately fresh news to me that you're breaking. So in me. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So in a very like odd, you, you know, TMZ like two days ago or something. It, it's very weird, and now it all makes sense. Like most TMZ things, they like talk to you know. Remember when they found Darren Young in that airport? And he was like, "Hey, I'm homosexual." And they're like, "Whoa, who do?" Like, you know what I mean? They're like, "Oh, hey, WWE superstar Darren Young, how are you?" And he's like, "I'm okay." Right. And, and then you know, it's like, "Oh, weird." He revealed to us that he's a homosexual. Like, ch- I mean, that was in, great. In this, but... in this chance meeting at an airport. Yeah. Oh my God, we saw Darren Young, and he just so happened to spill like one of the biggest things in his entire life to us so uh like two days ago sunny uh got interviewed by tmz or something they were like hey would you ever do adult movies like i don't know what the interview was like and she was like well if the price is right and everyone was like oh oh sunny uh. and then like yeah and then today apparently i don't know where i didn't know this either i was just kind of scrolling and all of a sudden i see like oh my god sunny's vagina on like twitter and i was like wait what? what what's going on here and apparently yes uh and it's called sunny side up okay that's gonna make a bajillion dollars but do you realize how much money that would have made in 1996? Yeah, she's a little late to the uh, porn video thing, but I mean, and, and well, oh god, when she was when she was like quote you know the most downloaded woman on the internet, like yeah, that would have been or whatever that fake. Yes, I mean that would have when she was sunny and when you know porn wasn't easily accessible on the internet and when you couldn't wait two days or you know 30 minutes after the thing was released to have you know have it on some seedy feeder and cedar site. Um, you know, that thing, you know, would have made, a, you know, double what it's going to, it's going to make a ton of money now. Well, how much did that wrestling vixens? Remember that whole deal? Well, that website. Like her and like Missy Hyatt. And I think uh, who else was in that one? Um, I don't need, I don't, I remember some like third rate, like other like women's wrestlers. You're like, oh, okay. Like, I don't really like, I don't remember like some slow women and like, yeah, I don't, I, there was a bunch of weird. Those are the only two that I remember. Yeah. I, they, 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 yeah. I've honestly never been a you know pervy about wrestlers. I, I don't know. It's just never been my thing. But I mean, um, but yeah, she was definitely part of that. And so was Missy Hyatt, which in hindsight, it seems like Missy Hyatt is is, is leading a bit of a straight life these days. It's kind of odd. Yeah, oh, she's good. Yeah, she kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of weird like that she participated in something like that. I don't know. I don't think they got along. I think they hate each other now. So I think I think it relates to that. I I, I, I don't quote me on that. I have no that idea. Does, now, listen, it. Missy Hyatt wasn't exactly, you know, a nun <laughs> in her day. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, but, I, you know, it's, it, it, you know. You know what I'm saying, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I didn't know anything about this porn. Is it really called Sunny Side Up? It is called Sunny Side Up. Yeah, I believe. Um, let's see what I can do here without. 
Oh, I, why would I just type into Google "sunny side up" and it's think I was going to get sunny porn? Has this, All I did was type in "sunny side up," and oh god, I'm an idiot. Has this I'm thing been? Is it made already, or is she going to make it? Oh, this there's already a porn called "sunny side up" in 1984. What the hell? No, she's in it. Ooh, what's this 1984 "sunny side up"? I don't know. It's got a uh, Gina Carrera, uh, Pam Carrera. Jennings, and oh, I, I this is yeah. this, this is before my time, but okay. Uh, Gina Carrera, Pam Jennings, and Dorothy Onan. Don't know those two people. I've heard okay. of the Gina Carrera. I think. Who knows? Oh, sunny. Okay, so here's the ta- it's sunny side up. Uh, the tagline is in through the back door. So uh, oh, she's doing a little anal. <laughs> so you know where that's going. So I think I do know where that's going. Um, boy. But here's the thing. I mean, you know, it's like she's been doing porn basically on Skype every night for the last three years. So right, right. This isn't all that shocking, and you know, people leak shit from that all the time. And I, you know, a girl's got to make a buck, right? Oh, hey, knock yourself out. You know, go crazy. Um, you know, it's it's it's. But yeah, what's silly is, you know, this whole thing is starting up again. Well, you let Sonny in the Hall of Fame. Why don't you let China in? Well, okay. Yeah. First of all, dummy, they didn't let they didn't <laughs> let Sunny in in 2016 after she made a porn video. They made Sun, they let Sunny in. What was it? 2011 or 12 or whatever the fuck it was. I forgot when. I forgot. No, she was like she was like a 2005 or something like that. I, I don't think, think it was I'm... that long ago. But no, I think she was. Let me see. I'll, I'll check it out just to make my sure. My point here, though, Rich, oh, 2011. You're right. 2011. Yeah. You're right. So my point here was she was kind of on the straight and narrow at that time. Listen, dopes. They wouldn't let Sonny in this year either, considering the last couple of years she had. That's the point here. Okay? <laughs> she she kind of had her life organized as much as someone like Sonny is going to have their life organized, you know, in 2011. If she was a similar train wreck as she is now, she wouldn't be getting in either, nor will China. And, and, and good for them if they don't want China on their stage, humiliating them, humiliating their company, all the negative attention that's going to come with it. Rich, why are people so fascinated with know. China? I just love this. Yeah, I don't. What was so great what? about China to begin with? Well, the thing is that that I was going to laugh at is even if they did let Sunny in this year or whatever, and and they say, oh, in the public front, they would go out there. You know, Triple H said that. It's the famous quote everybody brings up: "Is that oh, I looked online. I don't want my my daughters to look online and look up China and see her in porn or whatever." They're just saying that. The reason she's not in there because they don't fucking like her. And they could, that's their sham Hall of Fame. So they could decide who they want in and who they don't want it in. Is, it is and because they don't like her. You're, you're 100% correct. But it's also because it's a PR Hall of Fame and the attention and, – and they don't want to put someone in who's going to imba- potentially embarrass them. Why is that so hard to understand? I, uh, it's, China is, is – you can't name many people who are more of a potential to embarrass them on, 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 on that given weekend in Dallas than China would be. Why would you give her a live mic? Why would you allow TMZ and all these sites to to uh, you know uh, report on putting her in your Hall of Fame and then reporting all the bullshit that comes along with you? Why would you want that negative attention on your publicly traded company? No, no. But what's more important is that she had a match with Jeff Jarrett 15 years ago and got hit in the head with a guitar. That's all you people care about. It, it, people are nuts. I wouldn't let her anywhere near my company. Nowhere near it. I, I am totally behind WWE on that. Fuck China. And again, Rich, please explain to me what is so great about China to begin with. <laughs> when did China become this icon? China, she's a joke character. And, and, oh, she did so much for women, people are saying. The joke was that she had a dick. <laughs> it sent women back. She would sell nut shots. Wait, I mean, are you people crazy? The joke, I mean, that's, that's, could you imagine that character now? 
and how people would react. People just, you know, it's like they, they have these grandiose memories of things. She sold dick shots because the implication was a big, strong woman surely must be a man. Right. That's insane. and that's how Russo Russo writer that way, wrote her that way as yeah. well. Is that she was a man, so and everybody was. We were just not all of us were in on the sell joke. Dick yeah, shots. Right. right. So clearly, it went over a lot of people's heads, or they just have selective memories. How is that? How was that a landmark character for women in the company? It was one. It's, she's a black mark on women in the company. One of many, in my opinion. Am I off base there? The way that she was presented. I never really gave China any amount of thought, and I still don't. Just That's because why she like... stepped in the ring with men? I mean, please. I mean, they, they implied that she had balls because she was strong. That's insulting, in my opinion. And I'm not exactly Mr. Feminism, Rich. Yeah, they did more They did more kind of behind-the-scenes laughing at her the entire time. And, and, and you saw that, too. Once they were kind of done with her, once you know Triple H decided, ah, I don't really need you anymore, they shunned her, and then she was gone. So it's like, yeah, they never really thought very highly of her in the first oh, place. Oh, so. she was a running joke. Right. So, I don't know. You know, uh, it's people. You know, listen. If something is from your childhood, it's great. That yeah. that's really what this comes down to. But anyway, Sunny. Uh, yeah, man. Look, people are gonna <laughs> mock this. Everyone's gonna watch this porn. You're gonna find a way to see this porn. I mean, I you know, look. I might not watch all 90 minutes of it. I'm not gonna sit there and get into the plot. But there's no question. I'm gonna check out this Sunny porn. How can you not? Did you check out uh, the Night in China gimmick or whatever? I did not know. I, I was I was good. I saw a few <laughs> rough minutes of that. Uh, How <laughs> rough is rough a good adjective? There, no, that's or? exactly what I mean. I'm not. <laughs> that's <laughs> not. I saw a few rough minutes of that. I mean, you know, it's yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I, you know, yeah. I, I enjoy watching things like that. I enjoy watching celebrities make complete idiots of themselves. I don't. I you know, I don't have a problem with that. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, people are going to watch that. A lot of wrestling fans are going to watch that. So uh, you know, who's making this? Vivid. Uh, vivid. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Who else? Well, you but know, could have been another. Yeah, but no, that's, that's, well, hey, I hope she makes a lot of money off of it, and <laughs> it goes real well for her. I, me, I, I don't care either way, but yeah, the, the, the outrage over the WWE Hall of Fame will, and, and we're getting to that season, of course, you know, we're going to talk here about the Royal Rumble a little bit, where people get upset about who's going in the WWE Hall of Fame, why is this guy in, why is her, she in, and he's not, and why is she in, and she's not, it's like, guys, come, like, there's no standards, there's no criteria, stop, don't worry about it. It's whoever Vince McMahon decides, whatever he thinks of you in the three months leading up to the Hall of Fame in that given year is who gets in. You know? It's... I, I don't hate Michael Hayes right now. Yeah, come on, Freebirds. You're in. Exactly. Like, where are we at? There's the, here's the criteria. Where are we? And do I like you? That, the end. That's exactly it. Like, we're in Texas. All right. Uh, Bradshaw, come on. Here you go. But, like, but, like, Bradshaw will probably get in. And people are going to be like, oh, my God. What, what about this guy? He's not in yet. And, like, it's like, who cares? But Pete Rose is in. So why can't China? Well, come on, <laughs> dopes. He's in it. They have no it's, a, it's a total gag. It's a gag because baseball won't let him in. Right. And it got them. And because they got a terrible sports center segment, and that's all they care about and, is, oh, and be, Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame, just not the Hall of Fame you thought. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. And it gets them all of that attention. Right. I mean, come on. It, it's like every time there's a that's, Pete. That's, that's future Reds Hall of Famer, Pete That's Rose. right, this summer. Yes. And, and, and not shockingly, I was just going to bring that up. Every time Pete Rose is in the news, WWE tweets something out. WWE <laughs> Hall of Famer Pete Rose because it gets them attention and people who don't know that go wait a minute and they click the link and there you go so it's just it's all attention that's all you know, use your brains people it, it's not some great honor this thing it's you know it is what it is 
Some guys will use it in their little signature, and the, but honestly, I, like and, and people will say, though, I think people overstate how important that is for some people. Like, I get the MLB Hall of Fame; that opens up a ton of different doors for you. That that is a big deal. You get into this, you know, exclusive club. You get there's a bunch of stuff that comes with that. I mean, yeah, you get to sign like they get to put on the poster WWE Hall of Famer, but is that any different than putting WWE superstar, you know, Jim Duggan? You know what I mean? Like, if Hacksaw Jim Duggan wasn't in the like, if he was just WWE superstar Hacksaw Jim Duggan, like. Will affect his bookings. You're asking. Like, do people decide? Like, yeah, do pe- are people only going to autographs? You know, he's he's at the mall, and and I use this because he was literally at my mall <laughs> not that far long ago. And which I got, I got, I, I get a text message from my mom, and she goes, "Hacksaw Duggan is here, or Hacksaw Jim is here," and he's he's screaming, "Well, who is he, and what is he doing, and all this sort of stuff?" Because she said he just started screaming, like he just wouldn't stop. He was doing the hoe, but she couldn't describe it. She just said, "Oh, he just got people to start screaming all of a sudden." I was like, "Oh yeah, okay," but like. If he on his little poster or whatever was like WWE Superstar Hacksaw, I, I don't know if that's whole – like I don't know if people are like, whoa, WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, well, now I got to go. Like I don't know. It's- that's another guy with his slut-shaming gimmick. That would never fly today. No, nothing. Did he? Crickets. Ho. Oh. I didn't get that. I was like, what? What did happen Ooh, Joe, you stink. I was going through his promos and I was like, I don't think he ever said anything like of any sort of. I, I was thinking if maybe he like got mad at Elizabeth about something or, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage, who's uh, you no, know he's a, a clear, he's a very clear character, clear character we can all know and love. You know, he's a slut shamer. He called everybody ho. Yeah, I get it. Get it rich. I'll just gonna delete this. I'm not, but you know, you say that, and then you, know, I'm, I'm not gonna go back. But okay, we have so much to talk about, and we started off with Sunny Porn, uh, but we're gonna talk about Wrestling Observer Awards today here as well, uh, Royal Rumble, a bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, I think one of the big things, at least, I want to talk about, at least some kind of staff house cleaning or whatever, is our match of the year, which is gonna start rolling out uh, next week. Uh, we're pretty overwhelmed by the amount of response and everything going on here. What, what you know, you've been sort of. Um, in charge of it for the most part, what what do we have so far? How many people voted? What's going on? And 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 how happy are you with the 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 feedback we've gotten? I am in charge of it, Rich. Thank you. You are. Um, you know this is funny. This is like breaking news. I was just going to tell you how that we got uh uh ninety six entries, right? Literally, as I'm staring at the sheet, Rich, are you looking at the sheet? Don't look at I'm the not, no. Okay. All right, as all right. I'm looking at the sheet, as you're talking about this, a entry just popped into the form. Okay. Do you want to take a guess who is about, I don't know, 20 hours late on sending in his entry, and then we can debate on the air whether to count it? Is it Herbert Meltzer? No, it is not Herbert uh. Meltzer, but – Am I close? I, 20 hours late. 20 hours – who is fashionably who is, late? Like literally – you cannot make this up. As we're recording, it pops up on the sheet. This is amazing. Fashionably late. I would know this person if they're they're they have a, oh, they're know, no one to be late. You know this person intimately, and I'll tell you, as soon as I tell you who it is, you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, unbelievable!" That makes way too much sense. Is it Larry? Larry just uh, fucking like Larry. Twenty hours late. Uh, boxing rules. He's one of the original. Yeah. We got it. We got a lot of it because he's one of the original four. I think we got to count his ballot because yeah, I think so. And it's like I said last night, the balloting closes at X amount of time. But until we're done tabulating and doing all that bullshit, if, if a ballot or two trickles in, we have let in a late ballot. In the, you know, look. Especially if it gets us to 100, so we can have a nice, clean, round number. So, you know. Yeah, and I mean, we're not, you know, we're not running this like it's, you know, it's, it's, this isn't uh, a Supreme Court case here. It's a stupid right. match of the year poll. And since, you know, they're... And we also have it automated, so it's <laughs> unlike unlike the aforementioned Herbert Meltzer. It's not like we have to sit down and decide to you know hand count every single one. Like it's not that hard to you know 
But here's the other. But here's the other thing too. We still have. There's always a couple random matches. Excuse me. That either don't have a date attached, or in one case, our good friend um, Hugh Little from uh, the Talking Sheet. He had a match on his list that took place in 2014 because he was confused because he used the Observer calendar. So my point here is we're still cleaning some things up, getting clarifications from people. Um, So even though the deadline has passed, there's this is like that weird grace period where since the points haven't been added up yet, if something trickles in. Yeah, exactly. By by Monday, it's pretty well like, okay, you're done. <laughs> Monday and Tuesday, you're done. Once but. we have all these little issues sorted and everything's counted, right. we're not recounting for you. So here's here's the once it's past the deadline, there's no guarantee we're going to count your ballot. Right. We might, we might not. Larry, you're in because Larry's yeah, good. Larry, He's an original four. He's got it. It's, yeah. That's Let's, uh, that's an OG. That's the OG of voices of wrestling. Is Larry? So you want to ridicule his list on the air here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. He wouldn't mind anyway. No, he doesn't. Uh, he's a good. He, he loves the publicity. Uh, he loves it. Yeah, he's our. Uh, he has nothing to promote, but he loves. Publicity. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when PWG sends out their DVDs six months after the shows happen, he's our PWG. Exactly. He should yeah. tell people that. And he's been. Uh, he, you know, it was me, you, and him. I mean, it's basically me, you, and then he was the yeah. first staff member. And he's the only person to ever listen to our podcast for the first like five months. I'll tell you another person who's still with us from day one. I am meddling on Twitter. Yeah. Who uh, frequently? I think it's Medellin, isn't it? Medellin? I don't know how to pronounce that shit. It's, it's Medellin. Medellin. We had this discussion back in my old because uh, he, you know, I'm going to tell you. You can, you can go over your story. That guy's even an OG beyond that. I'll tell you in a little bit. Okay, he, he, him, and Larry were were one thousand percent two of the six listeners of the first show. Yes, there, there's no question, and they're still here, and they still listen today. But Medellin, he used to listen. Uh, John and I used to do that six four three sports show. This is like God. We did it from I think two thousand ten, two thousand six. Yeah, two thousand six to like two thousand ten. Like we stopped in two thousand ten, and he listened. Like he was every single because we would go live on like Blog Talk Radio on like Monday nights or some shit. I forgot what day we did. And every day in that chat room, there was there was Medellin popping up, and he'd argue with us and all that. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you listening to us? Like that was it. Like like we joke about six. Like he was like one of four listeners. It was like my mom. Uh, she's always she's an OG as well, and then like my one annoying friend who would troll us and be terrible, and then Medine, and then, like that was it. It was just those three like that would listen every single week, and it was it was glorious. So that guy, I don't, yeah, he's a he's a he's a god in my book, Medine. Yes, he's an original. So uh, and and it, it's funny because he goes back to our old forum days, and now we see him. You know, he's he's like buddies with Sean Flynn and Rube Gunn. It's just so weird these worlds that have now crossed paths. But uh, okay, so yeah, him and like him and Chris Harrington are like best buds. <laughs> you know, him and Mookie Gunn. It's, it's like what are two completely white opposite universe. people. Yeah. You know, the guy that just tweets out pictures of like Latinas' asses yes. and then like Mookie Gunn, like that. And I'm not joking. Look at Medine. It's I am Medine on on Twitter. Like it's either conversations with us, conversations Conversations with Buki Gana, conversations with Sean, conversations with Rue, or he's like retweeting pictures of like <laughs> giant Latina asses and thongs. Like I'm not joking. That's what he's it is. He's a connoisseur is. of the female ass. He's right. a huge fan of porn, and he will most definitely be watching Sunny Side Up. You can guarantee that. And in fact, he's already seen it. You know yeah. what? I just came up with a Lanza Unfiltered idea. I'm going to bring him on Lanza Unfiltered <laughs> to review Sunny Side Up. Isn't that a great idea? Oh, there it is. Yeah. That's going to be a show. Speaking of which, I mean it this time. It's really coming very soon. And Rich, you can confirm that I am in the yep. final stages. We're gonna and listen. Once we, once we put the, the the first show together, there will be a rapid fire succession because I got a shit ton of stuff recorded. 
Okay, so don't you know that's definitely we think rich because really it, uh, you're kind of involved in the early process of putting out the first lands unfiltered sometime early yeah. next week or something like that. Maybe the end. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's and, definitely uh, yeah. coming in in days is the point. In the week, yeah, within the week. I think I picked a horrible time because it came with the New Japan book and the and the the, the, the match of the year stuff, and it's just it get it's just too much going on. But now that there's yeah. nothing going on, you can help me with that. And we can get that out and then exactly. All right. Yep. All right. So anyway, uh, let's make fun of Larry's list. Okay, yeah, let's do it. I don't think there's much to make fun of. He pretty much went, he pretty much went chalk with a lot of his picks. His number. Well, one, I'm gonna make fun of him for doing that then. Okay, okay we can do that. Yeah, that's a good point. His number one match is uh, Tanahashi Okada Wrestle Kingdom Nine. Okay. Uh, then he's got Nakamura Abushi Wrestle Kingdom Nine. Then that's- he's got Banks versus Lynch. Uh, Banks versus Lynch. Oh, okay. Okay, I, yeah, okay. that's that's. I thought he went Banks Bailey. The Banks Lynch actually, uh, you know, in tabulating the data, that one actually had a late little run. There was a there was a run of about the last twenty people that sent in ballots. A lot of them voted for that one. I know it, it was kind of hovering there in the middle, and it, it, it's it's pretty good now. If he would have went Banks Bailey Brooklyn third, he would have had the most chalk list of all time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> um, the- his number four match is Grave Consequences, which again, uh, not reinventing the wheel there. Also did very well in the poll. His number five match is Roderick Strong, Zack Sabre Jr. So that one did very well. He's got to get some PWG in there, right? I mean, you know, he's the PWG guy. Then, both their, uh, their Evolve one and their PWG one both did really, really this well. This is the PWG match that he's got yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, I think that one did better, if I remember correctly, but and then, we'll see. Then, You'll see next week. Very soon, a couple days. And then we've got uh, – he's got the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns-WrestleMania match at 6. Okay. He's got Mount Rushmore versus Eurotrash from Bola at 7. That one did not do that well. I was actually kind of surprised. He's got uh, Roderick Strong versus uh, Mike Bailey from PW – a lot of PWG on Larry's list, but yeah, that's to yep, be expected. Yep. I mean, you know, this is, this is the point. We go out and seek people out who follow and cover these various promotions so there's – so we get lists like this. Yeah, we have full Lucha lists. We have full, you know – uh, one list that's almost all Joshi, like you know, yeah, that's that's what we want. We have, like that's the goal, goal of it. I yeah, think we have two lists that are all women's matches. Yes. So uh, let's see. His ninth match is uh, the Evilise Son of Havoc and Helicovers Big Rick the Mac and Killshot. Ooh, I, that I think he's the first versus one. Versus King Cuerno Cage and Tejano versus the Crew. Is there a four way match with these four teams? I don't know. Wait, we're gonna have to look at. Uh, it was a triple threat tag, wasn't it? Oh, the crew is Big Rick, the Mac, and Killshot, isn't it? <sighs> I don't remember. I'm confused. I think it's the three-way. We're going to have to look at this and maybe. I think it's a three-way, but. And his number 10 Larry. is uh, AJ Styles and uh, Kaz Okada. I can call him Kaz because we're pals. AJ Styles and Kaz <laughs> There was too many people that put Kaz Okada. Get that shit out <laughs> of Domin- You call that man his problem. How lazy are you people? Kaz Ayashi. Kaz Ayashi, you could call him that. Yes, he's not Frankie Kazarian. He's no. Kazuchika Okada. Okay, so, okay, that's Larry's list. Uh, I, don't, okay. I can't really okay. pick him. Not that I can make fun of him. I can't really rip that list. He's got a lot of diversity in there. He's got the proper PWG representation. I'll tell you a guy I'm going to rip on the air. I'm going to rip uh, Jamie O'Doherty. People okay. may know him as Jamie O.D. He, uh, he covers DDT, Rich. The dramatic DDT uh, gimmick. This guy never has DDT matches on his list. <laughs> Especially this year. You gotta put him this year. This is the year of DDT. This is like the first year he had a DDT match on his list and he had the uh, uh, Hiroshima and Ken Oka versus Tanahashi versus Kamatsu match. But it's okay. like he never has DDT match. He's got a Mission Oku Pro match on his list but this guy... <laughs> And he votes. He 
the one. He put the gray space war, right? Yes, that, that's gray him. Space okay. He he votes every year. He's been voting since I, you know, since we expanded it. I think every single year. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the first time he's voted for a DDT match. This man's a DDT super fan, so he's obviously unbiased, if nothing else. I guess I can't. I, Kudo, yeah, yeah. I guess Kudo this year. I mean, he had a bunch of good stuff in DDT this year. A lot year, of good man. stuff. Gotta... Got good stuff in DDT. They did very well in the poll, by the way. They did. We're giving they away did. too much. We are, but that's all right. Uh, it's 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 getting a little, you know, throwing some bones. For getting him. them salivate. Yeah, make them salivate a little, you know. Yeah. Then we got next week, but yeah, we'll we'll do the raw next week. But as far as like numbers of stuff, and and I tweeted this out a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, right now we have 198 different matches from 46 different promotions, which is just awesome. And I think the part that I love the most is that of all those people you said, what's about 99 people now that have sent in, uh, we have 25 different first place votes, which is, you know, there there are a few that I mean, there's one or two matches that just really dominated the field in terms of first place, but to have 25 different amongst you know 99 voters, I mean, that's that's incredible if you really think about it. I mean, that's a really awesome percentage, and that's something I'm really proud of. And that overall number too, the 198. I mean, that, that means that just about every list had something different, you, you know? I won't say how many ballots I sent out, but I can tell you that we got the highest percentage rate of return ever. Right. That's great. In, in terms of getting ballots back. Um, still waiting for Aubrey Citizens. Haven't gotten his uh, ballot back any, yet. Any day now for him. I'm yeah. watching the clock. I mean, I'm hoping he checks in before we're done with the form here. Uh, Danielle Madison's hasn't come in yet, Rich. I know you're surprised. It's on the way. Um, you know, she, she she has not sent her list either, uh, among some other people. But um, you know, they they're all given the opportunity to participate. I think that's what's important here. Did I, Mr. Macklin, get um, his yet or no? Matthew Macklin? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Honest to God, I don't think I sent him one. <laughs> sent him one um, right now. I think should I? Yeah. I mean, that's an oversight. I mean, look that that look look. He's not our favorite person, but I send them to everybody. I I yeah. don't think I sent him one though, and I have in the past, I believe. Running in Zagari should be represented, Rich. Yeah, exactly. I firmly yeah, believe that. I think everyone should be represented. Um, so, okay, maybe I'll send him one while we're talking yeah. here. But that's, yeah, that's match of the year. But um, he's going to be confused when the deadline says 120. <laughs> right, but, but, you know, maybe I'll send a little personal note along with yeah. that. Hey, Matty boy. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, my man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know. He's- my bad, sir. Here. All right. Plenty of other stuff to get to today, too. So let's, uh, let's just jump right into it here. Um, Wrestling Observer Awards. Uh, we did because uh, I obviously missed last week. We didn't really have after after the book and like doing this match of the year stuff. We had really no energy to have a show where we discussed the Observer Awards that much or who we're going to vote for and all that sort of stuff. Did you actually end up sending a ballot or not? Because I know at the point you were kind of like ah, I'm just so I, I'm like I'm so busy and I'm so I I did send one at like the last minute, but it was like the least heartful one. So I I just don't I don't even feel that good discussing it because I don't feel like I put enough effort into it really this year. And that that's that's totally my fault for just stacking this month with just everything in the world happening. So I was moving as well, which is another horrible idea that I decided to all do in January. Let, but, me, yeah. let, me t- let, let me tell you guys about Rich, Rich's December and January. This man moved and sold his apartment while doing the majority of the work on the New Japan book. And, uh, you know, half of the, you know, he's giving me the credit, but half of the work on the match of the year stuff too. Uh, I don't know how the hell you do it. I, mean, I just don't sleep. And hold down a job. No, you do sleep. You, you're like a senior citizen. You go to bed at like 930. That's not so, true. I just get off the grid. I go off the grid at night. So I mean, he and and he's planning a marriage, and he works yes. forty hours a week, and he gets all this shit done. I got nothing going on. I mean, you want to talk about someone with nothing going on? <laughs> that would be me. Other than you know, I I do work six days a week. Okay, but other than that, I literally have nothing going on. 
And I sat, I must have sat down four or five times to do this stupid observer ballot. And I just, every time I sat down, I went, I'm too fucking tired to think because it requires mm-hmm. so much thinking to put together this observer ballot. So I just said, fuck it. I'm not turning the damn thing in. Plus, yeah, and- Dave never answered me. I asked him 19 times, <laughs> does David Finley count as a rookie? Because as you know, that's like the only award I care. For some reason, right, yeah, I'm yeah, like that's, the only guy it. on earth who gives a shit about the rookie award. I do all this research. I, I keep all these records. I send it to Meltzer every year. And, and I didn't get clarification on Finley because I would have voted him number one because I clearly think he was the best rookie this year. Turns out he didn't count the votes for Finley. I guess I guess we're gonna so. get to that. I guess he got votes last year or something. I don't fucking know. So I so frustrated. so that's the prerequisite is getting votes. I mean, how many Flamita gets votes for Flamita for ten years straight got votes for rookie of the year. So that's I, I feel not like not only that she I think Shingo finished like <laughs> Shingo. second and third two years in a row, like in two thousand five and two thousand six or something like. Or and I think he popped back up during the uh, DGUSA days it's, too. It's like I don't get it, and like I, you know, I just wanted clarification, man. I'm like, dude, I just want to know where to vote for David Finley or to vote for Chad Gable. Can you just clear this up for me? And he just never cleared it up for me. So I, I don't know. I he guess he didn't want to answer. If Truth be told, honestly, we, we had a little bit because we did the ebook, of course, that came out and then Wrestle Kingdom happened. And then I, I sort of assume after Wrestle Kingdom, cool, we can take a breath, we can chill a little bit, we can you know work our way through to get ready for match of the year and that sort of stuff. And then the Nakamura and AJ style stuff happened. Yes. And that whole week was just like a blur because like people are going nuts. We had to talk about it. Like people were researching it. New news was coming out. We were getting scoops. We were talking. And by the time that was over and then we had met, I was just like, I have no energy to do that. Like I did it, but I just don't, I I don't, my ballot sucks. Like I I didn't put in. And I didn't even, and and, and long, you know, long story long. I never even sent one. I just said, fuck it. I didn't do it. Let me tell you, those I must, I I was planning a Lanza unfiltered segment with Chris Novembrino for like a month. And we just kept getting our wires crossed. We finally set a date and a time, and I fell asleep. Oh! And I woke up in the morning. And this, and you know me, I'm up till like four in the morning, right? I fell asleep at like eleven thirty. I was on crate hours, so and we were supposed to record at like midnight. I wake up to like eleven missed Skype, Skype calls from Chris Novembrino. Uh. I never felt so shitty in my life. I finally got the guy to set aside an hour and a half for me. And I, he's a busy man too. He's a busy man, and I fell asleep on him. And then it took us like another three weeks to set up because I was so busy with all this shit. So the Observer Awards just totally fell on the wayside. So, um, but now we're going to talk about him and get mad and call you all assholes right. and idiots for what you're doing because that's a lot easier than us having to. Rich is so. bullshit ballot, and I didn't send the ballot at all. But I'm going to tell you while you while you know you're let me let me fire up my ballot. You know what? Let, let's do yeah, it. bring up your ballot. Yeah, let's see. Let's see I'm going to be very self righteous about this too, even though I didn't vote. Mm-hmm. Let's see. But I am on the record with some of these. I am on the official Right, that record. is true, yes. So I'm on a couple of them. I also, I, I attached like seven, because I don't think last year he counted my votes. Uh, so I attached like seven <laughs> different receipts. Because, uh, like, you know, he, he says you have to, vote. like, uh, I looked at some of the, like, the you know, the honorable mentions or, like, the others receiving votes. There was, like, a few things I voted for that didn't pop up there. So I, I, I don't you're know. You're accusing uh, Meltzer of some chicanery here, right? Not chicanery. I, I think I didn't. Maybe I wasn't clear in like the because you know how he's, he you have to prove that you're like an observer subscriber or whatever. Listen, this is what I do with Big Dave. Okay. Yeah. He gets an email. I say, Dave, this is the king of banter, uh, a prestigious wrestling hall of this fame is, voter. Hey, Dave. This is Joe. <laughs> you, you, you know who I am, and you're not only going to count my votes, you're going to count them twice because you know my opinions rock solid. And he yeah. always writes me back. He says, "Okay, pal," and and yep. and and then off we Chief. go. He says, okay, chief. Occasionally he'll throw in a chief, and I accept that. <laughs> You're part Native uh, American. He should call you chief. Yeah, he should. Yeah. 
I'm like a quarter, I think. <laughs> I have a quarter. No, it's true. All right, so Wrestling Observer Awards. We're we're off the rails today. What are we doing? We're just this is crazy. fantastic I don't know. radio. <laughs> what are we doing? You didn't even do, right. didn't even do the plugs. Fuck. No, I didn't do no fucking plugs. Fathead. Voiceofwrestling.com slash fathead. We got deals right now. You spend sixty five you spend more than sixty five dollars on Fathead, you get twenty percent off. If you use January twenty sixty five. That makes sense. Twenty percent off you spend sixty five, Jan. 2065, it's perfect. Uh, and then you get free shipping, 25% off if you spend. Okay, so you got to spend $100 or more, which is no problem at Fathead, you know, voicerising.com slash Fathead. You spend $100, you get 25% off and free shipping. January 25, free. And then, Joe, your phone. You need an OtterBox, right? You're going to drop that shit. You're going to throw it all over the ground. And all, you know, you got to 10% off. 10% off everything. Otter 10. Voicerising.com slash OtterBox. Listen, when somebody super likes you on Tinder, but then they won't answer your message, you got to throw that fucking phone. Right, exactly. If you've got an OtterBox. What's the super like thing? I, I, I don't know the Tinder thing. Okay, so listen. I'm kind of the old man. I'm like, I'm like tell, explain to your dad, like, Tinder. Or, or, I, I know the Tinder basics, but what's super like? Oh, you want me to explain your super like? Okay. Yeah, I know all the other. I know the swipe left, swipe right. But but then they what's the super like? Thing? Okay, so if you like, if you swipe right on someone and they swipe right on you, it's it, you get a little message that match. pops up. It says it's a match, and then you can talk to each other. You okay. can't talk to someone unless it's a mutual match, right? Okay. okay. Now with but the, here's the thing. Like okay, let's say let's say I match you, Rich. Right? Let's say I swipe okay. right on you. And why wouldn't you? I mean, and why wouldn't I? You're, you're, I got great. I got you're a dashing, beautiful blue listen, eyes. Yeah, I got you're a dashing beautiful. fella. And and combined yeah. with my blue eyes, we can make many beautiful. Blue oh, eyes. you have blue eyes. I have. Ooh. Listen, I've wow. got. That's why we're killers with the ladies. It's the blue eyes, right? Rich, I've got deep blue eyes that the ladies just. Oh, I do too. They just okay. fall right into them, Rich. They don't really they fall, fall right me, into them. But you know they should, but they don't. So if I swipe right on you, I you'll never know that I swiped right on you unless you also swipe right on me. But okay. with the super like, Rich, if you super like oh, someone, I see where this is going. Okay, it right. goes right into their gimmick, and it tells them Joe Lanza just Joe thirty three. Shut up! Yeah. Shut up! Tinder age is different than real age. Joe thirty three has super liked you, and then you can decide at that point whether to like me back and 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 start a conversation. So, well, wouldn't you just super like everybody then? Well, no, because unless you're a paying member, you get. Ah, that's the gimmick. You get okay. one super like per twelve hours, and you get ah. and then if you try to if you try to be slick and super like again, you get the counter comes up and tells you like a countdown, like the Jericho uh, comes okay. up, and it says yeah. like you've got eight hours and fifty seven minutes until you can super like. Would you like to buy? A- so it's like a micro. It's a microtransaction game at that point. Then, they, okay. then they're right. trying to sell you yeah. the subscription. Like if you pay nine ninety nine, you get unlimited super likes. Here's the thing with the super like though. I never use it. I refuse to super like because my theory is all these thirsty ass motherfuckers are paying for the Tinder and super liking everyone. Right, and then it gets it's lost. It's watered yeah. down. Right, right, I right. play it like Mr. Cool. I just keep doing my old right Joe swipe. Cool, if you will. Joe Cool, that's right. I just right swipe, and then when they right swipe me and they see this motherfucker, he didn't super like me. How come everybody else super likes me? I, yeah, I okay. stand out. Then they have to know. They're curious. You know how the female ego works, Rich. Then they want to know, why didn't this bastard super like? I'm talking to him because I got to find out. You know what I mean? And then I'm mm-hmm. in. Everyone who's super liking, they're like the guys at the club who are just, you know, with their tongues hanging out of their mouth. That's, right, the, right, you know, right. that, that's how I see it. So I never super like. 
Now, what I'm saying is this is why you need an otter box because occasionally a lady will super like me. I'm a good-looking fella. I got things yeah. going on. I got the deep blue eyes they fall right into. So then I'm like, oh, wow, okay, Susie27 just super liked me. So I'll like her back, and then I'll say, hey, Susie27, uh, how you doing? And then Susie27 sometimes will never write anything back. Yeah, you just super liked me. And what I'm standing here like, hold on a second. You super liked me. You got to be into me, so why aren't you answering me? So then you know what I do, Rich? I throw my phone across the room. But luckily you have an OtterBox and it bounces right back. Yes. You catch it and you start and off. And I do not crack my again. screen yep. because the OtterBox right. is a fantastic product that everybody out there should own. Yep, voicewrestling.com slash OtterBox. Take 10% off with Otter10. So there you go. All right. And then our ebook, of course. We talked about the New Japan ebook. If you haven't bought it yet, you go to voicewrestling.com. We have a little sidebar there. It says buy now. You just click it right there. You name your own price, whatever you want to pay for it. You want to just check it out for free? Knock yourself out. You want to pay us $2,000? That works too. Whatever. Uh, and also, if you want to get it directly to your Kindle as well, if you go to Amazon, uh, you go to your Kindle store on your on, on whatever e-reader you have, it doesn't matter. Uh, just search up Voices Wrestling and you'll be able to find it pretty quick. We have last year's one and this year's one. So just make sure you buy the 2015 one because you might be a little disappointed by the uh, the newness of the 2014 one at this point. But uh, it sales are doing well. So it's, it's but you know of course the more the merrier so we just the biggest thing especially with the name your price we just want people to get it in their hands and read it and check it out and if you're not a new japan fan if you have no hey i don't know what this thing is i've had a few people that have already even this year been like hey i have no idea but i read your book and and now i'm curious and that's what we want we just want curiosity uh, more than anything with this so yeah feel free to download it for free if you'd like or give us a little bit uh for the hard work and all the all the money goes to the contributors as well so it's cool in that way so all right wrestling observer awards my brother you my ready? brother won't buy the book why not? Um, he says if he can't physically hold it in his hands, it doesn't exist. You know, I, I've thought of that. There's there, there might be that might be something that we might have to consider maybe for next year. He's an old. Of, he's, of, he's a he's a blue collar fella. I, look, I am the he's same not way. Up I don't on the like technology it. so much. I, I am, but I I hate reading on like a, a, a an iPad or a Kindle or anything. like I'll do it if I what have. What a to hard sell we're given for this fine book here. No, I'm saying yeah. I. I if it's if it's like a if it's something that I absolutely want to check, but like if I have the choice, if if, if given the choice of hard copy or an ebook, I'm always going to go hard. Copy. Hey, Mikey, Fal- if, Mikey Falcone, the Falcon feels the same. So we're gonna have to just get rid of all the reviews because if we publish it, it'd be about ten thousand pages. So that's that's not gonna work. But maybe if we just do like the profiles and the essays in a book, we'll, we'll see. We'll see for next year. Maybe but. rich, and this is just thinking out loud. Maybe we can print like I don't know fifty copies for a special price. You know what I mean, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. limited, limited edition hard, you know, hardcover edition. That's something to think about. Cool, be cool. Yeah, it'd be there nice. Be good to put on on your mantle, right? Absolutely. And someone comes in. I wrote that. Yeah, that's me. That's <laughs> that's over there. You know, I'm a I'm a literary genius, as you already know. In addition to these beautiful blue eyes. Okay, wrestling observer awards. Let's talk. Well, about if it. I had things in my house, I wouldn't get frequently told that my house looks like a serial killer lair. <laughs> Because <laughs> your house is your house is d- 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 like shockingly bare in terms of like I've seen your walls and there's like nothing on any of them like there's nothing on my walls and um I actually <laughs> I had I was my friend I, my friend Liz who, and you don't rent this is your you like you don't rent this house you own I this own house, the house right? so my 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 friend Liz you know we started off as like you know we were hooking up but now we're just friends so she's like you know you need. You don't even have any pictures in this. You don't have a picture frame. You have nothing on the walls. So she went to the store and she bought me a bunch of picture frames. And, okay. But here was the problem. Don't tell me they're still empty. No, but here's the problem. So she brings over the picture frames and then I'm like, oh, this is great. But then I realized I don't have any pictures. Like I, I don't physically have any pictures. So what I had to do was 
like she figured out, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So she figured out the gimmick where you could take the pictures like off the phone and then turn them into actual pictures. I don't fucking know. So she got a couple pictures. So now I got a couple pictures around the house and some picture frames. So it's not as serial killery mm-hmm. as it was before, but there's still nothing on the walls. But, you know, if, if we had a hardcover of a book, I could stick that right up on the mantle. Right. And, um, you know. <laughs> Probably have something in your house that. Does it? Yeah, you seem like a dr- yeah. I don't know, well, yeah. drifter house or something. <laughs> hey, listen, weird. I'll tell you. The other thing that works against me is it's shockingly clean, and a lot of times they'll, you know, I had girls get mad at me. Yeah, I, I would uh, during my match days because um, I'm a very clean guy, and I would take them. I, they'd come to my apartment or whatever, and they'd be like, "How's it so clean here? Like, do you actually live here?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like they're like, "No, it's too clean." I was like, "I don't know. Sorry." Like, yeah. So wh- I like to clean. Like, yeah, I'm like, clean I, it's like, like they're expecting a pigsty because we're bad. Yeah. Do you want me to like turn my dresser over? It's like, very sexist, you know. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Ball up some socks and toss them in the corner? I don't like living like a pig. What do you want from me? You know. So then they say, "Oh, you got nothing on your walls." You gotta have a good fellow, but you're a male, and so you gotta have like a good fellow's poster, like a Scarface poster over your bed. Yo, I had a girl tell me that. I'm like, I'm like, because there's nothing on my walls. <laughs> the house is really clean, and she's like, this, this. I feel like you just soaked everything. You like washed the blood up with bleach before I got here, and there's heads <laughs> in your freezer. And I'm like, what do you want me to put on my walls? Like seriously? And she goes, I don't know. What do guys usually have? Dartboards, movie posters. I'm like, I'm pushing forty. You want me to have a dartboard in my living room? I'm not a. I'm not. You know, I'm not. This isn't a frat house. In your race car bed, like. It's like I can't win. You know, it's like if if my house looked like that, they'd your be like, beer, what are you, your man beer pong table. Yeah, you know? you're, you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, like when they be calling you a man child, but then when you have an adult residence, which is what I believe I have here, it's like, where's your dartboard? You can't fucking yeah. win, Rich. You really can't. I, I don't understand. Are we going to do some show we, here or what? You know who did win? AJ Styles. Yes, he did. He won. He won the Luthez Ric Flair Wrestler of the Year Award. This is uh, first American to win the award since John Cena in 2010. It's been a very uh, New Japan heavy award right now. What did you think of the, uh, the, the, the rankings here? So you have AJ Styles, of course, uh, finished first. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi second. Kazushika Okada third. Shinsuke Nakamura fourth. And then John Cena fifth. And then you, if you want to do the rest of the top ten, I refuse. I'm just going to do top five. I have but. no problem with the top six. Lesnar was number six. Okay. Um, yep. and, and, and I actually uh, thought Styles should win. He would have been yep. my vote. I'm on record with that. He on was the my forum. vote. Oh, yeah. I believe you voted for him too. Yeah, my, my top three was Styles, Tanahashi, and Cena. So I mean, I look at it this way. I mean, if you're talking about a worldwide pro wrestling MVP for 2015, it was a very weak field this year, and I thought he was the closest thing to a worldwide MVP. I mean, there'd be years where he'd finish like seventh or eighth with the exact same year, you know? But this hmm. year, I thought it was a really weak field, and I thought um, all things told, the way he drew, he helped ROH draw. The way he helped uh, um, New Japan draw, drawing the big house against uh, Abushi and, and and everything else. Big deal in Europe too. His Europe stuff uh, should go unnoticed as well. Yeah. Pops indie houses left and right. I thought he was the closest thing to a. And, and with some guys like Tanahashi and Cena, who were, um, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not downplayed or or, or, or minimized during the court different. Portions mm-hmm. of the year and not pushed as hard as they normally are. I thought Styles was the closest thing to a worldwide MVP, so I think he deserves this. Uh, yeah, I, 
Right with you there. Uh, most outstanding. AJ Styles also took that home. And this is his second straight year winning that. Uh, the rest of the top five, uh, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Roshi Tanahasi, Kazuchika Okada, and then Roderick Strong. So a lot of similar names to the rest of the year in the most outstanding. Do you have any problems with AJ Styles uh, for most outstanding? No, I, I would have voted for him too. I thought he was the best wrestler this year. I think that when you look at our match of the year poll, either him or Roderick Strong were represented in the most yeah. matches. Right? Zack Sabre came up a lot as well. I was kind of shocked by him. Uh, not that, not that I, 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 I mean, he's not. I, I enjoy some of his stuff. Uh, maybe not to the extent that some people do, but I was shocked to see him as much as I did. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a definite advantage to working in a lot of different places when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Roderick Strong was in like 11 or 12 matches in the poll, and Styles yeah. was in 10 or 11 or something like that. Um, Nakamura finishing second surprised me a little bit because you didn't think of him as having a really strong. His in ring year wasn't that good. But, yeah, but, I mean it was fine. But then they but see, I was two, I was going to go the other way. You don't think we well, had two huge high profile, like awesome, awesome. Yeah, and then you know, and then it's like, but then you look at his resume, and he really did have a lot of great matches. I, I don't know if he was the second best wrestler in the world this year, though. Um, here, here's two things that jump out at me at this list. Number one, a guy who looked like an absolute lock to finish in the top three all year long ended up finishing seventh, and that's Kota Ibushi because of the yeah. injury at the second half of the year, and he just kind of fell off the planet. Um, and you know, when you count up the top ten, the honorable mentions, there were 24 people listed. None of them were Sasha Banks, which means the highest possible placing for Sasha Banks was 25th, and we don't even know if she finished that high. Yeah. So look – um, I'm not going to repeat all my talking points from the show that I did last week where I basically buried her candidacies for both this and Wrestler of the Year six feet under. And please, where, Where'd she finish for Wrestler of the Year? Uh, eighth. Okay. So she really wasn't a factor in either award. An absolute non-factor in most outstanding. And, you know, finishing eighth with 80 first place votes in uh, – she got 80 first place votes. Yeah. The thing about Banks is if you look at her eighth place finish – it's mostly, dude, a lot of people voted her first because, all right, LaSombra finished ninth and only had 35 first place votes. Seth Rollins finished one place ahead of her and only had 51 first place votes. Yeah, so you either voted her first or you, or didn't, you didn't vote, vote for her at all. Yeah, right, right. So, you know, she just, she really got a ton of support for first place. That's why I say she really wasn't even a contender for the wrestler of the year. She finished, uh, you know, eighth. Uh, one, I mean, if you're finishing one spot ahead of LaSombra and two ahead of Jay Lethal, I mean, you weren't really a serious contender. And then the most outstanding, she was just completely off the map, which, mm-hmm. you know, the show I did last week, which was ripping her candidacies, not ripping her. I don't know why I have to make that distinction, but, you know, some people are just amazing. Um, but the fact is, I think I wasted my breath for 90 minutes because the consensus agreed with me that she really wasn't mm-hmm. a contender for either one of these awards at the end of the day. I mean, I, I really thought she'd finish stronger. I wouldn't have wasted my time doing that show if I didn't think she was going to finish. Stronger. I thought she'd be top five for sure. Wrestler of the year. Yeah, I honestly I really, really honestly did. And and that's just knowing because, you know, from our little bubble that we're in and, and people that and, and I'm one I, I'm one of those people i mean i didn't vote for but i i saw the arguments as well that people could if you want to attribute a lot of the impact of nxt this past year and it's it's you know where it's gotten to and all that sort of stuff if you wanted to contribute that to her, I, I i get it like i absolutely do i thought most outstanding there was no chance she would even be up there because she just doesn't have the resume for that but i could see an argument for rest of the year if you take in a few of the things but at the end of the day yeah i mean that that it just wasn't to be for, for most uh, the majority of the people just didn't see so it that was surprising not even yeah. in the top 25 and Kota Ibushi finished in seventh. Have no problem with AJ Styles winning. Um, 
Yeah, so I, and Cesaro finishing tenth. I mean, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and and throw a fit over the tenth place finisher in most outstanding. But look, he's great. It wasn't Cesaro. He didn't. Yeah, he Cesaro. didn't have a big year. Okay, yeah. he he was hurt. He should have. Bit. You could say he should have. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, but there's yeah, a he, ton he, of people on that honorable mention list who had much better in ring years than Cesaro this year, just for the fact that they were healthy all year and had can match consistently had great matches all year. So where did where'd Chris Hero finish? He finished eighth. Ah, because he was my number one, and you know he, you, you, and forty-eight other people. So yeah, I thought, yeah, and that's. I mean, there, you really couldn't go wrong with a lot of the guys on this list. I my my three was I went Chris Hero, uh, Okada, and then AJ Styles is my third. Um, but you really could. I mean, any of those top fives. I mean, you really can't go wrong with any of those guys. Really, it was it was a it was a loaded year for the most part. And if you wanted to go, I mean, even that top ten uh, for the most part, everybody in that ten, I, I you know I could see making a, a, a play for him. I really I really can. Uh, the only two in the top ten that I that I wouldn't even consider for my personal top ten were Seth Rollins, who had his moments, but he was shit for a lot of the year too. He had a lot of disappointing matches. He he had a good, a real good start to the year, and then it got you know the malaise with Kane in the in the middle. Yes, I got a little good at the end, but yeah, it, it, it he's a, he's a tough one. But I, I you could you could make it, but yeah, there's there's there are certainly better ones. Great Rumble three way, which he was a big part of. Him and Lesnar carried that. That was not a Cena match. Okay. The Rollins and Lesnar did the heavy lifting in that Rumble three-way, which was a great match. Did very well in our poll. Yep. And, and he did the heavy lifting there. Carried Sting to an excellent match. He deserves yep. credit for that. But again, a lot of it was opponents. A lot of it was booking. But, you know, it, it, it's to borrow that Bill Parcells phrase that I beat to the ground last week. I don't care. You know, I want to eat the meal. I don't want to read the recipe. You know what I mean? It's like that wasn't the Bill Par- – the Bill Parcells phrase, Rich, was <laughs> if I'm going to make the meal – you got to let me buy the groceries, which is a, yes, just one of the yeah. greatest lines in the history of sports. I mean, I just love that line. That and that Leroy Horde line. You know the Leroy Horde line? I don't know if I do. Do you remember Leroy Horde? He was a – I don't know if I do. He was yeah. a, short, a short yardage running back in the NFL. He played for the Browns. He played for uh, – Yeah, my NFL history is pretty bad. I've never really – that, But that's important okay. to the quote. Okay, he was a short yardage running back. Back okay. when the NFL was a little more diverse because no, teams don't have this anymore. You used to have these running backs that would come in on like second and one or third and one, and they were big, strong dudes who would plow forward for first downs. Now you just play the same guy all three downs for the most. You know what I mean? Right. But Leroy Horde was a short yardage running back, and he had a great quote. And yeah, now you throw a hail mary on second. And yeah, everyone's just a, throwing. Because you're going to get a pass interference call. Third so and, you might as well. Yeah, third and one is a th- passing down now. It's just ridiculous. Because right. you're going to get pass interference because there's no way to defend in the NFL anymore. So or, yeah, yeah or well. they just can't cover you. So you're going to you're right. going to complete a slant or something. So. Uh, but back when they ran the ball in the NFL on uh, in short yard situation, Leroy Hoard, who was a short yardage running back, had a great line. This is right there with the Parcells line. He said, if you need one yard, I'll get you two. If you need ten yards, I'll get you two. <laughs> Another great sports line, Leroy Hoard. So, yeah, I don't know where we're going with that. But, uh, yeah, so I don't even know why I was bringing up the Parcells. I don't know either. Yeah, I th- something oh, about I think Sasha Banks. <laughs> uh, oh, with Seth Rollins. I'm not letting him off the hook. Oh yes, working yeah. with shitty opponents and stuff. Look, I, I just don't think he had a top ten year. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii finishing ninth. Now a lot of people are tired of Ishii, okay? And I didn't, you know, just off the top of my head, I didn't think he had such a great year either. But then when I broke it down, he had more four star plus matches than anybody in New Japan, according to my star ratings. That yeah, he had a great G one, a really really underrated. Me. I didn't think yeah. he'd be number one in the company, but he was. 
And, you know, the only other reason that guys like Styles and Tanahashi had more overall than him is because they had some great matches in other companies. But just New Japan, strictly New Japan, Ishii yeah. was my number one guy in terms wow. of four-star matches, which surprised me. Uh, there was one other guy that you said you weren't quite sure about. Oh, Cesar. There was Seth yeah, we t- oh, I, oh, Cesar. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't think – I think uh, some of the honorable mentions who had better years than him, I thought Yuji Okabayashi had a better year than him. I thought Kevin Owens had a significantly better year than Cesaro in the ring. I would say that you know Lesnar, look, he only had four or five high-profile matches, but they were all great. I mean, the first Undertaker match was great. The Rumble three-way was great. The Roman Reigns match was great. Brock Lesnar has a very similar year to Sasha Banks when you really break it down. Um, you know, Dragon Lee and uh, Kamatachi, you know, just alone against each other, they probably had better years than Cesaro had. I thought Tomoaki Hanma had a better year than Cesaro. So I thought there was a number of guys you could have put it. But, I mean, again, we're griping over the number 10 guy. I mean, yeah. who cares? Uh, feud of the year. Uh, the winner, of course, it was an MMA one. It was Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo. But uh, we'll move on. Uh, the the first wrestling one was Bailey and Sasha Banks, and that was my number one pick as well. Uh, the rest of the top five, uh, wrestling top five, is uh, John Cena, Kevin Owens, uh, Dragon Lee and Kamatachi, as you mentioned, and Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Okada, and then Brock Lesnar, Undertaker. I went Sasha Banks, Bailey. I did Kevin Owens, John Cena, and then I did Hiroshi Tanahashi and uh, Okada as well. Not a great year for feuds. Uh, feuds have basically just become series of matches with guys. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what has happened? into the old school I hate your fucking guts and I'm going to rip your eye out with a broken piece of wood like Magnum TA did to Tony Blanchard in the cage match you know what I mean and and that's why Bailey Sasha Banks I mean it got 216 first place votes and the next closest was was Cena Owens at 45 in or uh, in terms of or no the next closest uh, 90 for for Dragon Lee and, and Kamatachi which again that Dragon Lee stuff that's just kind of a series of matches they you know they obviously had a, a a great feud throughout the year but yeah in terms of like a pure what I would call you know quote unquote feud I mean Bailey and Sasha Banks were just about it and it wasn't like you know what I mean? Like in, in other years, I don't know. I mean, it, it was fine. It was really good, but it just really kind of stood out amongst like, just a really bad year. Like, like I voted, you know, Tanahashi no Kata and I just, they had one brawl and like a few matches, you know what I mean? Like that, they had a really good match and then they kind of just didn't do anything for the rest of the year and then had a brawl in December and that was it. Like, and that was my number three. Cause it's just, it doesn't happen anymore. You know, Dragon Lee and Kamatachi had nine singles matches, yep. eight of which made tape. Um, you know, it's like, that's a that is a feud. I mean, they, they it, but but let me ask you this, Rich. Could you imagine if um, two guys in New Japan faced each other nine times in the same year? Could you ima- <laughs> imagine the reaction to that? It's it's <sighs> funny what gets a pass and what doesn't. You know, yeah. it's like if New Japan matches two guys up for three matches in a row, or even two matches in a row. You know, Gato is the worst booker in the history of professional wrestling. These two guys wrestled nine singles matches i don't even think you can count the trios matches and everything else i mean it's just crazy and and look I, it and that didn't bother me one bit because they had great matches but you know i'm not the one being inconsistent here okay i'm not you know i never complain about re- you know i very rarely do i bitch and moan about rematches but nine match that's a lot of matches though, it's a lot it? of matches i mean especially <laughs> yeah, when eight of them make tape we're not talking about wwe style where they're facing each other on house, house shows. Shows. it doesn't yeah, count yeah, yeah. Eight of these matches made tape. Um, yeah, you know, the, the big time, you know, blood feud, it, it doesn't – I would like the heads examined of the 41 people who voted for Suzuki-Goon versus Noah <laughs> only from the perspective of, look, OK, I liked the story aspects of that feud, but it, 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 it did not draw money. In fact, the company is in worse shape than it was due to that feud. So it's hard to vote for a feud 
that actively hurts the business of a company. Do you agree or disagree with that? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it, it does play into it for me. It's, 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 I think creatively is, is where I vote from my standpoint, I vote what creatively I, I thought was a good feud, but then there's also the business aspect. I think it's probably, it's probably 90% on the creative side and then 10% on the business where in this case though, it's a Suki Noah stuff. It created the business. So it's really hard to say. And, and, and from a creative standpoint, it was okay. It, it was fine, but I don't know if it was like. You know, there were like four or five matches throughout the entire year that I thought were really spectacular, and the rest were just kind of there. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I. It has to play. A, it has to play a minor factor, and if it just completely craters the company, like how could it really be the best feud of the year? You, you know, that's what I mean. For me, the feud doesn't necessarily have to draw big money, but in this case, the feud actively hurt the company, which makes it hard. And and look, I I I enjoy the aesthetics of that feud. I've, it got me back into the company hardcore, but it would have been hard for me to pull the trigger on that feud, knowing that it's, it, 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 you know, they, they've lost twenty percent of their business because of that feud. I don't know. I just think it's hard to vote for it from that standpoint. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have a real strong feeling about this. I have no problem with Bailey and Sasha Banks winning. I, you know, it's fine. I uh, move on to tag team of the year. It was the Young Bucks uh, winning with 382 first place votes. Uh, the rest of the top five: uh, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, of course, Red Dragon, The New Day, Daisuke Sakamoto, and Okabayashi, and then Naroki Doi and Yamato. Those were my number one. I had, uh, Yamato and Naroki Doi is number one. Number two, I had Sakamoto and Okabayashi, and number three, I had Red Dragon. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Young Bucks uh, winning for the second straight year? No problem with it. You know, the interesting thing about the Bucks this year is when I was looking over my notes. I would argue that their best matches were trios matches and like four-way match, like like mm-hmm. multi-man matches, in PWG and Ring of Honor, um, more so than their straight tag matches were. This I agree. Year. They excelled in that this year of being uh, you know part of these just crazy mad like yeah, especially their PWG and, and Ring of Honor matches were just so good when there was just mass chaos and they were just throwing super kicks left and right. And so that's where they really excelled this year. I, I would argue that their three or their three or four top matches, none of them were straight two uh, two versus two tag matches, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't think that should be right. held against them, and I don't have a problem with them winning. I would have voted for Doi and Yamato, and what's interesting about that is I don't think I rated them. I don't think I gave them a single four star match all year. Just super consistent, though. Super consistent, and yeah. I love the character work, and I love the story that's being told mm-hmm. of them, and and to me that played a part here. They were. And, and and I also think that they were the most – I want to phrase this properly. I think with the possible exception of some of the big Japan teams, I think Doi and Yamato were the most important team in the context of their promotion in terms of a tag team mattering in the big picture. Does that make any sense? Sure. Certainly. Yeah, the big Japan ones, of course, that's kind of the primary you know, of their – but yeah, I, I see what you mean though. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean they're, they're – They stabilize that company in a lot of ways. They do. Uh, and, in, in this year, yeah. And they're always in the top mix – as a team, um, they're the, the the driving heel force in the promotion a lot of the times, and um, you know they really their thing isn't to isn't to go out there and have a four and a half star match. Their thing is to go out there and like you know like their their title defense at Final Gate, which was just like a squash where they were swatting their opponents around like like cats swatting around a dying mouse. It's they're just they're they're just the dominant team in the promotion. And they're pushed as as main eventers in something special, and I thought they meant more to their promotion than any other tag team did. So I would have voted them number one as well. Who were your number two and three? I had Sakamoto and Okabayashi number two, and then uh, Red Dragon uh, number three. So strong BJ, which is not a sunny porn film, 
was your, <laughs> legitimately their name was yes. your number two and red dragon which is not a sunny porn film was your number three yeah you didn't even have the bucks in your top three i didn't yeah i i, I liked them this year but it it was more is more or less for them i thought they had a decent year but uh for me i kind of get you know sometimes i get kind of bored of of voting the same teams over and over and over again and and uh you know to me i don't know they just didn't stand out that much to me i like you said i thought their best work was pwg and ring of honor of doing these sort of scramble matches multiple guys i didn't i didn't really like the new japan work this year all that much thought they were okay in, in some situations you know especially with other teams or whatever but i just thought these teams really excel i thought it was a great year for tag teams and i thought they just i, I to me those three teams just stood out so much more than than the young bucks did this year Jordan and Gable finished sixth and got 33 first place votes. That's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like them, but that, that, I don't know. Yeah, let's pump the brakes a little on that. Yeah, let's, let's slow down. Like, I love, I think they're great. I love I them too. They're, I mean, they're tremendous. Like, man, that's like, you got like, what, three months of stuff in there? And I feel like and this year will be their year, right? Exactly. Yeah, don't do it too early. Let it, let it sink in a little. Let it, let it, let it happen. Trust the process. Slow build, you know? <laughs> um, Kin Cesaro snuck in there with only two first place votes. They still finished seventh. That's a team that really, really took off without the uh, injuries. Yeah, the injury bug just killed them. Uh, you know, that's yeah. just, you know, and, and Kid may never wrestle again. Who knows? Um, the Kingdom, hopefully, the six people who voted them first did it solely on their Ring of Honor work. Um, at least I'm hoping and praying. Seidel and Ricochet, has a team ever wrestled? <laughs> like, what, seven times? I think top? They had like... four New Japan matches and one Dragon Gate match, right? Let's see. So, I'm going to confirm so that. Here, I think yeah. they wrestled five matches all year and they got 16 <laughs> first place votes. 16. So my question to you, Rich, and my question to the listeners, has a tag team ever received more first place votes than matches they wrestled during the year? Well, actually, a lot of teams would have done that because that's a stupid question. Yeah, that's a tough Delete question. that from the show. But I feel like the Young Bucks wrestled less than 300. And, uh, yeah. You get my point here. I think they wrestled five matches. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, okay, that's a lot of years. Let's see here. Oh, they got they a few. Right, just as a pure team, as a pure team, right? Yeah, two ver- yeah, two 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 versus so two, two v two. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. you know, yeah, they didn't have any got, partners. No six man. Two. Four, oh shit! Four. That's just sixteen. One, two, three, four, five matches. Sorted by two versus two. Oh. Ah, uh, you can't. It's, you can. yeah, it's only no. It does only does multi man. I know for a fact you can. No, hey, you can. it's multi man. So then you got Juice Robinson thrown in no, there. Oh no, dude, 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 dude. Hold on. Okay, I'm gonna walk you through this live on the air because everyone's oh, excited. Look, tag team stables, Clyde, tag team stables. There they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, they may not be listed as a tag team stable. Can, I, They're not. I have to teach you how to cage match. All right, so. Here, Show me how you do it. I'm gonna walk you through it. Okay. So I, right. I, I I typed in side L. So now I'm gonna click side L. Yep. The listeners can can do this along with me here, okay? okay? And then you go to um, oh, if they're not in tag team stable, mm-hmm. okay, I see what you're saying. Then you cannot sort it because you do ricochet, and then you have to do only tag team matches, but they count like three versus threes and four and versus fours. Find the side L match. So I got a bunch. Of, I got a bunch of Juice Robinson, you know, six mans or whatever in there, and a right. bunch of now if he was listed under tag team stables, which they are not, yeah. which so to show you they're not even considered. Right. I, I can tell you, I listen, trust Joel Lanza. Four New Japan matches, one Dragon Gate match. Yeah, they have the, the, the Kobe World one, right? Yes. For Dragon Gate. I, I close the, yeah, they have that. And then the, the Super Junior uh, Tag Tourney. And then, yeah, that's it, right? That's it. And then a round of power. They had a, one of the power struggle ones, I remember. 
they did a young they beat they beat the that's young the finals boys, of the tournament yeah, yeah. So had, was it oh yeah that's right so yeah. Went, no no well, no uh yeah, went four, yeah yeah you're right you're right they right. went four and zero in new japan and they had the one dragon game match that's it and mm-hmm. they got 16 first place votes and finished ninth impressive. here's a little exercise i want to do because if you look in the honorable mentions doc gallows and carl anderson finished 14th in the voting rich i think we can name 14 new japan teams that had a better year than them let alone all the tag teams in the world. I will throw the teams at you. Okay. You agree, disagree. And, okay. At the, and I'm going to throw you teams that I think were definitely better, had a better year than Guns and Gallows in, 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 in uh, New Japan this year. Okay, so I'm just going to answer yes, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can agree on 14. I don't think we will, but I think we're going to come a lot closer than people think. I really don't think they'd finish in my top 14 in their own company. Ready? Okay, go. Yep. Red Dragon. Yes. I'll do the easy ones. Naka and Komatsu. Yes. Goto and Shibata. Oh, God, yes. Okay, that's three. The Young Bucks. Yes. It's four. Great Bash Heel. Oh, God, yeah. That's five. Finley and White. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. It's easy. That's six. Yeah, that's an easy one. Finley and White were great. They're going to get harder as we go. I'm doing easy ones mm-hmm. first. Uh, Tanahashi and Big Mike. Asterisk, I know you didn't watch a ton of the World Tag League. I watched enough to say yes. All right, that's seven. That's seven, they right? They're pretty great as a team, yeah. Okay, we're up to seven teams. Now I'm going to get into some where you might say no, you might okay. say yes. Um, Okada and Gato. Oh, it's Okada and Gato. Yeah, of course. I think they had a better year in Guns and Gals. Yeah. I mean, their, their house from Azure is a ton of fun. That's seven. Okada and Yoshihashi. Uh, they actually did pretty well as a team. They did. Yeah, and I don't like Yoshihashi, but it's, he played his role well, and Okada was always stepped up in those. So, yeah. Fun yes. matches. Okay? That's 18. We're up to eight. You didn't even give me a no yet. Okay? Now we're going to dig a little deeper. Tenkoji. Mmm. Not a great year for Tenkoji. I vote no on Tenkoji. Yeah, I would go no. I can't so. think of a single because <laughs> Guns and Gals. I just thought in my head. I said, what? what? I don't even remember a match that Tenkoji had this I'm going to tell you was... why Guns and Gals were better. The two matches against Goto and Shibata at Wrestle Kingdom and New Beginning yeah. were better than anything Tenkoji did on. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Tenkoji didn't do anything else. Here's an interesting one. Liger and Tiger Mask. Oh, no, Liger and Tiger Mask were way better. All those cool matches against the Young Lions. They were Lions. A great team. Oh, yeah, no. Hell so no. So what are we up to? Eight Definitely. or nine? Nine? That's uh, nine now, yeah. Okay. Uh, here's a, here's a, all right, okay. How about Evil and Naito? Evil and Naito are better. I'm going to go no on that one. Too gimmicky in the World Tag League. A lot of interference, okay. a lot of run-ins. It's close, though, which is scary. Uh, Nakamura and Ishii. <sighs> See, not I. I didn't watch enough tag league to give a great opinion about that yeah, one, so I'm, I'm gonna have to pass yeah, on that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll go no. I'll go no. Rapongi Vice. Oh God, Rapongi Vice is better. Easy. I forgot them. Yeah. I apologize. That's Dear ten. God. That's <laughs> ten teams. Sidel Ricochet. You can add that too. Uh, yeah, I'm not done. Sidel oh, okay. Ricochet. Yes. With their four matches, because yes. all four of their matches were better than anything okay, Guns and Gallows yeah. did. That's eleven teams. Sakuraba and Yano. Uh, Think about no. that one. Think about uh, they, it. Uh, they were entertaining, no. but I'm okay. still going to go no. Those two, okay. I really like those, those, those Shibata Goto matches. So Here's one where you might be tempted to say an easy yes, but I want you to, to, to pause. 
time splitters. Yeah, they didn't do much this year, did they? Didn't do much. Yeah. I'll go with the no right now. I mean, if you really broke it down, they may have, but I, that one's a tricky one. Um, Tanahashi and Shibata. Big seven. No, they have a fun little team. No, I, no, I like that they team a lot. team a couple times a year. Yeah, but they're pretty sweet. I'm going to go yes. They're better. Okay. I'm running out of teams because now we got to do like uh, your – all the young boy team, like well, did the young boy teams? They were kind of, well, yeah, well, like uh, the weird odd combination. Now we're getting into boy. like Fale and Tonga, yeah, um, right. Nakanishi and Nagata. Who I would say no, yeah, that's a no. I think I would take as bad as the Kingdom versus Guns and Gallows matches were. I, I can't say it. So look, bottom line is we agreed to like eleven or twelve teams. They're barely the 14th. My point here is, is, is Anderson and Gallows were barely the 14th, the 14th best team in their own company. And they yeah, finished that's... 14th in the world. Who are these people <laughs> voting for them? What did they yeah. do? To yeah, please, please email us. Points? Please. If you voted for them even in your top three, please let us know. We just, we just want to talk. Some, 78 people. Well, maybe not, because I don't know how to, you know, they might have got some first place votes for all we know. Yeah, that's oof. Which is terrifying. You know what that that's, is? That's people who didn't watch New Japan, who they got to the third team on their ballot and said, eh, they were champs all year. They, they probably had a good year, and they just. Or there, there's enough people that really just like the Bullet Club whole vibe and thing or whatever. You know what I mean? There are people, probably people that legitimately, but it's like, it's, you really can't, listen, make, you can't make an objective claim for them. There's things that a lot of people disagree on, but. I've never seen anyone put that team over. Have you? I mean, legitimately. There are people that put the kingdom over, so man, I don't know. <laughs> like, I like the kingdom better than them. Even though the kingdom was horrendous in, in, in New Japan, I thought they were tolerable in Ring of Honor. Whereas I don't find Guns and Gallows tolerable under any circumstances. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's very confusing. Most, uh, most improved. Are you done? I'm done. All right, that's in there. Most improved. Bailey. Bailey is your number one, followed by Moose, Sasha Banks, Roman Reigns, and Baron Corbin. My list went Moose number one, I had Bailey number two, and then I had Shingo. Yes, that Shingo from Dragon Gate number three. Most improved. Wow, I wanted you to talk me through that. Yeah, I just think I, I thought this year of all, and I've, I've been a Shingo fan for a long time. I thought this year, when I talk about most improved, at least for me, the, the way I look at it is I think he is he's went from a guy who I thought was was pretty good to I think he's been elite this year. I've really, really loved Shingo's year. I think he's finally harnessing his character. He's finally understanding how to to, to work in the ring. And I think, you know, there's been reports that the, the Dragon Gate crowd just dislikes him and that's why they're booing him and that sort of stuff. I just think he's really good at being a fucking dickwad heel and, and it's it's getting over. I don't know. I don't live in that country. I don't know all the translations. So I can't say for sure, but to me, it seems like he's doing just a tremendous job of, of, of being a heel, being a power heel, and just leading that company. So I, to me, when I, when I talk about a guy who went from pretty good to, I think, elite, that's enough for me to count him as a most improved. I think he's gotten elite this year, and, and he wasn't there before. So, yeah, that's why I, I mean, I didn't put him at number one, but I, I thought he was worthwhile. And, and I wasn't alone. There were a lot of other people that had him uh, voted in there. I want to say something to one point you made in there about Shingo. I had a private conversation with somebody earlier this week about Shingo and about the idea that in Japan, the Dragon Gate fans do not like him to the Mm -hmm. point where it goes beyond heel heat and goes to go away heat, which is what the narrative seems to be, right? That in in Japan, they just, I happen to think that that's complete and utter bullshit. And I'm going to tell you why. Again, I don't live in Japan, nor do you. We're not ingrained in the culture, but 
I have been a wrestling fan for a lot of years, uh, uh, several decades, and I do kind of think I have a decent feel for how professional wrestling works. And I'm kind of tired of hearing about that, and I kind of smell a rat, and I kind of think it's bullshit. And the person I talked to privately kind of agreed with me because my theory is if the Japanese Dragon Gate fans hated Shingo and couldn't stand him and it was go-away heat, the company would not continue to push him as one of the top guys. Right. And when he's on top, business – Especially that company, that company that's so in line with their fans and their fan base. Like, yeah. And business would reflect it because this is not his first go as champion and – if, if the fans really genuinely disliked him to the point they couldn't stand the guy, they'd stop coming to shows. They'd stop supporting the company. Um, so, and, and the company wouldn't push him. At the end of the day, it's a business. And it's a business that Shima and, and the people uh, uh, who, who, who own that company and run that company have built literally from the ground up into the number two promotion in Japan. They're clearly very savvy pro wrestling promoters. I do not buy for one second that they would continually push this person if the fans legitimately were rejecting him the way that some people say that they do. Rich, I think I, I think too, it's yeah. bullshit. I I flat well, out we're going on it. what now six months now uh, of him. I mean that that's something that if you, we're, you Rich, we're going on company, ten yeah. years of this. Uh, if you really well, want you're, to you're right. If you're talking about yeah, talk about just pushing him in general. Yeah, I mean we're you know he he broke in in like 2005 and he's been continually pushed as 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 one of the top half dozen guys since like 2007 or whatever. And it's like I don't buy for one second that if he was legitimately that unpopular. That they'd keep pushing the guy. It would be counterproductive to business. I don't buy it. And I'm with you. I think that these crowds who are super hot for, Mo- for Mochizuki and, and Shima to beat this guy who when he pins them and those crowds go quiet, I think it's because that's good yeah. pro wrestling heat. I don't think that's go away heat. I just don't buy it. I don't think the company would be that stupid. And I think – and why hasn't business uh, reflected that? Yeah, he still comes to the show every time he's on there, I mean, and, I, you know, they, and go nuts during the entire main event, trying to hoping that he loses, and then you know. The, the, again, we don't live there, and I'm sure there yeah. is a, 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 a. I'm sure there's a portion of the fan base that that doesn't like the guy. I, I I don't doubt that, but I don't think it's to the extent that that gets pushed by some people. I I don't buy it. Um, as far as him being most improved, it's an interesting look. I see what you're saying. I thought you were going to go a different route. My thing is. Like Samoa Joe got votes, for instance. This is not a comeback wrestler of the year award. And I understand we don't have one of those, so people kind of use it like that. I don't like throwing these votes towards comeback wrestlers, but that's not what you're saying about Shingo. No, no, not at all. Yeah. I think he's just imp- – I think he's actually legitimately improved this year and got – because we talk about it all the time when we talk about Shingo and Drenge. He's finally he's finally learned how to work like Shingo. We've always thought Shingo should work. You, you know what I mean? Like he's yes. now yes. the power. He, he's really like a dominant monster now. And before he would work super light. He would work like a Dragon Gate guy, you know, like a normal Dragon Gate guy, like a quote-unquote you know, stereotypical Dragon Gate guy. But he was this big dude and it's like, man, just start like throwing bombs at people, be man. Power, just start being be a power junior. Yeah, be a be, yeah. Don't do the junior shit. Just be a power be guy. A power. You're so much different. Yeah, just exactly. And 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 I think this year he's definitely done that. And I think it's reflected in in, in the work he's had. I think he's had a tremendous year. And it's a really underrated year. Listen, these promos of his, he he's hell on he's hell on wheels. With oh the yeah, yeah. I mean the way you know. So you know he does a tremendous job with if they're translated properly, which. You know, unless Jai is writing ten years of fanfic, which is a theory that floats around, wouldn't that be funny? 
He was just <laughs> fucking with all of us and has just been doing fanfic for the last 10 years and making up his own storylines. I mean, I'm, I'm not, obviously I'm kidding and I'm not accusing him of that, but that would be uh, pretty amusing. But uh, the, yeah, Shingo's promos are, are off the charts too, according to the translations. Uh, I think Moose is a great pick for number one. Yeah, he, he is my runaway number one pick. I, I mean, that, that's a guy who was just two left feet. Uh, you know, a year ago, a guy that I saw at Indie Show, I had a, I brought a non-wrestling fan friend to a Dreamwave show, and he saw Moose, he went, holy shit, because, you know, you see Moose, and it's this giant guy, and he's got the great theme music, and he saw him in the ring, and he looked at me, and he goes, I don't watch a whole lot of wrestling, but this guy kind of sucks, right? And I'm like, yeah, he, he really does kind of suck. And now this year, he came again, and he went, holy fuck, what happened to Moose? And I said, yeah, that's he's he's improved. He has gotten much better, and now, yeah, it's, he, it's night and day between him, what he was last year, and what he was this year. I mean, just night and day. I think Bailey and Banks are interesting. They finished first and third, but it's like, I, you know, people always. Last year was probably a little bit better. I agree. Them. It's like. Especially Banks. Especially Banks. I, Banks arrived last year. She didn't arrive in 2015. She arose. 2014 was her breakout. You know, and it's like, I understand they had their great matches this year, though, so I can't really kill people for voting for them. Um, Roman Reigns, he would have been probably my number two behind Moose because I think we saw his improvements right in front of our eyes in the context of the year because I thought he was terrible in the first quarter of the year and now he's pretty good. So, I mean, he improved right before our eyes. Corbin, Baron Corbin finishing fifth. I feel like he's going to be like the new Miz who finishes in the top five for like four years in a row. And if somebody really improved at that rate that many years in a row, they'd be the greatest worker in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Nikki Bella so like, theory, I, yeah. Yeah, so I, I feel like you're going to keep seeing Corbin on these things. I wouldn't have voted him this year. Look, he's still not that good, okay? No, he's the same. He's, he's just as bad. He just has a different character. Yeah, I, exactly. I think people are popping. His ring work hasn't really changed. All <laughs> not all that much. Just... I mean, he's getting better. There's no question. Was he one of the 10 most improved wrestlers in the world? Not a fucking chance. Um, but that's not to say he isn't getting better. Um, Elgin, that's a comeback wrestler of the year. You know what I mean? Because he kind of, you know, he, 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 there was a lot of people who couldn't stand Elgin. And, and, and yeah, Elgin's doing the same shit he's always done. And then he, <laughs> like well, I, to be fair, he really did. I think, look, we were like the only people on the planet who said that he would have a good G1. Remember? And yes. It's like, I, I'm not saying this to pat us on the back or anything like that, but he even exceeded our expectations. I mean, he was fucking great, legitimately great in that G1. I thought he'd have a good little tournament. He was fucking great. I mean, if Tanahashi didn't exist, you could argue he was the MVP. He was that good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, but it's more like a comeback wrestler for him, you know? Um, why did Chad Gable get votes? <laughs> Most improved. He got 65 first place votes. What did he improve from? Not being a wrestler? Yeah, he was a wrestler. He's a rookie. Guy. You can't put a rookie for most improved. What are these 65 people think? Tell me about all those Chad Gable matches you watched in 2014 and how much better he was this show. I have to think that was one of those Meltzer typos. We got to ask uh, him. Rich, 65 votes is a lot of first place <laughs> votes. <laughs> what did he improve from? Coming off the street? I mean, I that one I'm just, I don't know. Is it, is it in the year improvement? Like, But I thought from the get-go he was pretty He's good, pretty right? pretty good right off the bat. He was considered a prodigy. Yeah, yeah. He's like one of these guys who was just good. That he's just a natural. So it doesn't even make sense from that standpoint. It's not like he stunk when he started. I don't get that. Nikki Bella 10th, I figured she'd finish higher. Because yeah, that's, that's the perpetual improving. The Nikki narrative Bella. all year was she was you know this super improved wrestler. And it's, it's like, look, she got 22 first place votes. But I mean, um, there's some funny ones in the honorable mentions too. Like, uh, like uh, Yohei Komatsu. Like, I, I mean – I guess he's constantly improving, but he was pretty fucking good too. Yeah, he was pretty great. Right? Yeah. It's not like I like big leaps. That's that's where I usually do this. Me too. Is like dramatic leaps is what I do. I don't do like oh they've gotten become competent. Like 
That doesn't do it for me. All right, best on interviews. Uh, the winner was Conor McGregor, obviously, from the MMA realm, but we'll just do the pro wrestling ones. Uh, Paul Heyman was the first out of the wrestlers. Uh, then uh, following him was Kevin Owens. The New Day, Jay Lethal, and John Cena. My uh, rankings, I did the New Day number one. I did Kevin Owens number two, and then I did a guy. I don't know if he finished in the top ten, but I did Drew Galloway number three. I thought, indie-wise, yeah, I thought his interviews on the indies were fantastic. And I think even his, even his interviews on TNA, even though we're kind of like trolly and like, yeah, this is real wrestling and all that sort of stuff, I thought that he was good, though. He, he got the crowd engaged pretty much every time he grabbed the microphone. He finished so. honorable mentions. Good promo, but a little samey. Uh, they did, yeah. I mean, like, I it, he's going to do the same stuff next year, and I won't vote for him. But I thought this year it, it, it stood out to me. But yeah, I I, I, I agree. You could, that's a it's a, a legit gripe. Don't have a problem with Heyman, Owens, New Day, Lethal, Cena, Jay Briscoe seventh. No problem with that. He probably would have been my number one. I, I I love his promos. I think they're realistic. They scare me. Jay Briscoe scares me when he cuts a promo, and I'm a grown man who knows it's fake, and I'm afraid he's going to come through my TV, beat me up, and then go in my kitchen get utensils and eat my inner organs. That's how mm-hmm. I feel when Jay, when Jay Briscoe gives cuts a promo. I, I'm terrified of the man. Like if he cut that promo in my living room, knowing it's a work, I'd still be afraid he's about to beat me up. I mean, so, and Kevin Owens would probably, Owens and Heyman would probably fell out my top three if I would have done this uh, hypothetically or whatever. But um, Tanahashi finished ninth with 16 first place votes. Now, uh, you know, Meltzer does get votes from Japan. You do kind of get the impression that he's a pretty great promo based on the translations of his podcast and you know the things he had to say in his book and the translations of his promos. He seems to be a guy who understands wrestling and, uh, and, and, and knows the right things to say. I thought that was kind of interesting. And another non-English speaker finished 10th. Rush finished 10th. So he must be the fucking shit uh, in Spanish for him to accumulate that many votes against English-speaking uh, competition. All right, let's move on to most charismatic. Of course, you know who my number one is. Who's my number one, Joe? For most charismatic, you voted for most charismatic. Akira Tozawa again. Of course I did. Yeah, and the number two, I did Pentagon Jr. Number three, I did the Young Bucks was my top three. A little bit different than what how this finished. Most charismatic number one was Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, second straight year he won this. Uh, number two is Conor McGregor from the MMA realm. We'll skip him. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Bailey, Ronda Rousey, again from the MMA realm, and then Rush. So uh, thoughts on the most charismatic Shinsuke Nakamura running away with it from the wrestling side you, and even beating MMA guys. You hate the uh, best major draw deal. Uh, oh, I skipped that. Yeah, And, fuck and that. in fact, you hate it so much you skipped it. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is who I voted for again this See, year. See, so. I don't hate that one because I really do think that you can break that one down and, and decide. And, and, and I, I do think – It's not voting. You don't vote for that though. Well, okay, well, where's this listing of who drew who who definitive? We'll do that then. No, but I'm asking <laughs> you. You can't. That's why I think it's it's wor- you can vote on it because. But then everybody should have the same list, or else everybody's wrong. Like you know what I mean? Right. Like whoever did the most work is right, and everybody else is wrong. Hear, hear me out. Right? Hear me out. I think a lot of what draws money in wrestling is intangible. That's my point. Okay. So I, I do think that if if you could con- if someone could construct a list which definitively proves how many dollars each person drew, I agree it would be pointless to have an award, but that's never going to happen because I, f- I think that's impossible. How do you know who was responsible for selling how many tickets and how do you – you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I don't really hate that award. Look, I, look I, wouldn't, I wouldn't care if it went away tomorrow. I'm not in love with the award. But the, the award that bothers me is the most charismatic award because to me, okay, like you vote for Tazawa, right? And I know you know where I'm going with this. If Akira Tozawa was legitimately the most charismatic man in wrestling, wouldn't he be the biggest <laughs> star? Because doesn't that go hand in hand? That's where it gets tricky for me. Right. And I'm not saying he's not charismatic because he's incredibly charismatic. But 
um, you know, it's like Dalton Castle finished eighth, right? Okay, there's no way. I mean, I like Dalton Castle as much as the next guy. He'd be the top star in Ring of Honor if he was legitimately um, slightly less charismatic than Brock Lesnar was. You know what I mean? If he legitimately finishes three spots below Ronda Rousey, then I mean, you know what I mean? So it's like, I think it's kind of an award where people vote for people who they like a lot and or who now look i think dalton castle is charismatic i just i don't know i to me this is the weird award is what i'm getting at for you it's the best major draw for me it's the charismatic so i have no opinion on this shit i i don't know how to measure this one this one fucks with my head we'll move on then uh, I did not vote in the best technical wrestler or the best brawler because I, I kind of hate doing that as well. Uh, but we'll do the best technical wrestler. Zack Sabre Jr. won. Um, this is the second straight year he's won this. The rest of the top five, Kyle O'Reilly, Timothy Thatcher, Roderick Strong, and Shinsuke Nakamura as your best, fifth best technical wrestler of the year. What did you think about this award? See, the thing with this is this was a really hard award to vote for for like two or three years ago but with the emergence of the grapple fuck it's become a little easier because the grapple fuck guys are are technical wrestling in its purest form so it's very easy to throw votes at your zach saber juniors and your timothy thatchers and deservedly so because those guys excel at at pure technical wrestling similar to if this were the early 80s or whatever 70s you can vote for the world of sport guys because those guys were great technical wrestlers at some point there's points in wrestling history where technical wrestling is not emphasized and no one's really working the style so it sort of becomes like who works the best baby face style is who people end up voting for, which is why you have people like um, Finn Balor getting you know 90 points in the honorable mentions. Who doesn't do any technical wrestling, but he wrestles a baby face style, which is how some people judge technical wrestling. Um, same thing like Hiroshi Tanahashi finished seventh. Hiroshi Tanahashi is not going to exchange holds with Virus anytime soon, but – he wrestles a babyface style, so people throw votes at him. So, you know, it's kind of a weird one, but I think it's an award now that's easy to vote for because you can, you know, you have these great technical wrestlers right in front of you because the grapple fuck stuff is pretty trendy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, best brawler. Uh, the winner was Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, the rest of the top five, Shibata, Kevin Owens, Brock Lesnar, and Tomiyaki Hanma. Again, I abstain from this one just because the style ones are always kind of weird for me. But uh, what are your thoughts on this guy? I always struggle with this one, but I think Ishii is a good pick. I mean, he's def- most definitely a brawler when you consider the headbutts and everything else. And, um, you know, Pentagon Jr. probably would have been in my top three for sure, especially considering that match versus Vampiro, which was something else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Kevin Owens... More of a brawler on the indie scene than he is in WWE. That might be some reputation votes there, although he's still a brawler when asked to brawl. So, you know, Shibata, interesting. I mean, at at first glance, you're like, eh, but then you're like, yeah, actually, what he does is brawling. Um, You know, Dean Ambrose, I mean, come on. He's not in CZW anymore. I don't know if I'd call him a great brawler. He finished seventh. So, you know, there's some guys there. Um, Yeah. I don't know. This is always a tricky one for me. I have no problem with Ishii. Uh, Pentagon Jr. is a good shout. I don't even know where I'd go for the third guy. I really don't. Um, I know Chris Hero finished ninth. That's interesting. Galloway finished 10th. Probably due to that match he had with Johnny Gargano, WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, that was a very brawly brawl. (laughs) That probably had a lot to do with why he finished there. So, um, you know, Mil Mortes is a good one. Absolutely. Uh, best flying wrestler. I do vote for this one because I feel like I have a pretty good handle on uh, on that. Uh, I went f- uh, Phoenix, Flamina, and Will Osprey. Uh, the top five. Uh, Ricochet won. 
uh, for I think what is this the third straight year he's won or the second straight year for him. Uh, him and uh, Kotobushi traded this thing off all the time. Kotobushi was second, uh, Will Ospreay was third, Matt Seidel was fourth, and then fifth was Neville. Uh, thoughts on this guy? Do you vote for the guy who blows you away with the most creative shit, or do you vote for the guy who uses it the most logically in it? In his <sighs> I, the guy who blows me away with his shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's why I did Phoenix. Yeah. I bounce around. It all depends for me. I think that Kota Obushi finishing second is sort of a, again, a reputation pick in a lot of ways. Um, I, this year, I don't think it was his flying that really was his. I mean, you know, he wasn't doing spectacular flying against Nakamura in the dome. You know what I mean? It, it's, I don't know about that one. I, I, you know, my vote would have been Angelico because of the crazy shit that he did in Lucha Underground. I said it at the time. I said there's he locked up for me. Um, to me, he defined flying in 2015 with those crazy dives he did off of uh Cueto's office i would have went him number one flamita is just did you have him in your top three uh i had him second yeah yeah he finished eighth he's a guy i probably would have considered for my top three he's just such a uh yeah ricochet look i mean it's kind of like you get tired of voting for the same people year after year but he's right, a right. really smooth flyer and he's really great at it so i don't really have a problem with it and osprey is obviously a guy who's probably going to win a couple of these at some point um yeah so you know it was ricochet abushi osprey i don't like abushi finishing second i don't really have a problem hey look neville for a wwe guy they have not asked him to tone down very much he does some great flying uh, oh yes he does yeah i'm surprised actually <laughs> i'm shocked yeah so am i because he, as you know, much they, as he does they toned yeah. down Seidel a lot when he was there and it bothered the shit out of me um but, you know, Neville's a guy who they have not toned down at all. I mean, they've let him go out there and, and, and do what he does best. And, and you know, it, it, it's working out for him. I don't know why Kushida finished ninth in this. Yeah. Do you think of Kushida I as love a great Kushida. flyer? I don't think of him as a flyer primarily. What does he do that's very like? I don't think like... of him as a great flyer. He does like the top rope. You know, the, he's a the, technical the, wrestler, if anything. Yeah, he does that. Yeah, like he'll he'll do that. You know, the top rope plancha thing or whatever. You know, flip from the top rope. He'll do topes and shit like that. And he'll, yeah. he'll do dives to the outside. I'm not. But saying he's not primary. It's not the primary. You know, you know, Phoenix. That's his primary way of you know attacking you. Or Will Ospreay or right. Flamita are guys that like that's what they do. I, Kushida, I don't know. I mean, and, no, I mean, Kushida. Look, he wins in the hoverboard lock. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, he's not John Tenta, but he's he's definitely a guy who. Flying is part of his game. It isn't his game. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Now the ones that I love. Most overrated. I tell you, very quickly, though. <laughs> yeah. Mascara Dorada finishing like 18th, the last guy. Yeah, shock. He's, he's great. I mean, come on. He, he's a much better flyer in 2015 than Kota Ibushi, than Kushida. Um, much better than those two guys and probably better than some of those other guys. Although we don't have time to sit here and, and do that as an exercise. I thought that was criminal. He finished behind Finn Balor. I mean, come on. Finn Balor's a nice flyer too, but again, he's a lot like Kushida. It's part of his game. It isn't his game. All right. My favorite award of the entire year. Most overrated. And you voted for the winner. I voted for the winner. Kane. <laughs> That's my number one. Uh, the, their top five, uh, the, the voting uh, top five, uh, Kane was number one, uh, Roman Reigns, number two, Sheamus, number three, Big Show, number four, and Charlotte, number five, a Rovert-led uh, <laughs> charge of, of Charlotte. Uh, I, my top three uh, overrated was Kane, 
Uh, BJ Whitmer was my number two. And then I put Alberto Del Rio, and I, I wanted to specify it was Del Rio, not because I thought El Patron was great wherever he went, but the, specifically Alberto Del Rio. I just think the character sucks. I think everything sucks about when he's the second he gets into WWE, he just sucks the life out of everything he he's stinks. in. He stinks. No interest in yeah, watching. Yeah, he's fucking him. awful. He's, yeah, he's, and then BJ Whitmer, I mean, my God, that guy is the fucking focal point of like three fourths of Ring of Honor TV. And it's like, God, like every, <laughs> and still, like, Carino can't wrestle. And they're still doing it. Are you watching Ring of Honor TV still? They're I, still yeah, building yeah. it. I know. This feud's gone on for like two years already. I know. Stop. I don't care. I don't care about Colby Carino. Sorry. He follows us. Hi, Colby. I don't know if you listen. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I don't. It's like every week. Every week. This roster. As, you're burying, it, as you're. God. As you bury Colby Carino, I'm watching a college basketball game. No, Colby's fine. I'm watching a, Colby's fine. But it's funny because I'm watching a college basketball game and someone just threw an air ball from the free throw line. And it's like, yeah. this feud is an air ball. <laughs> like this entire trying. feud is an air ball. Because then everybody gets hurt. So they're like, oh, all right, all right. I'm like, all right, cool. BJ Whitmer can't wrestle. Carino can't wrestle. Well, it's good. Oh, wait, no, we're just going to wait for them to get healthy. But while they're waiting for them to get healthy, let's continue the feud with promos every single week. It's, it's just, God. Like, and the payoff, who's going to care about the payoff? Not me. BJ Whitmer, Steve Carino. I cannot wait to see this finally pay off, Joe. It's usually me burying uh, Whitmer six feet under. This time God, it's you. It's the worst. Every week. Every week. We should throw out our disclaimer. Like, I think we give too much – a lot of our listeners aren't observer readers. This does not – this means overpushed. Yes. We sorry, should throw sorry. that out there, right? I mean that's, that's only yeah, fair. Right. Not, not overrated is not who everybody thinks is good and you think sucks or whatever. It's, it's who's ever overpushed by their particular company. And, and Kane is my number one. I mean that God, that guy was a focal point. The fucking focal point of an entire summer of storylines. I, like, I don't look. I don't have a problem. With it. Like there you go. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't have to say any more on that. Like, so I had a big kind of epiphany when it came to this. I wasn't. It's like, shouldn't it go to like? Okay, so I was thinking, I would. I would have voted for Roman Reigns and Minoru Suzuki one two because they were legitimately pushed at the top of their companies and did not deliver business in any way, shape, or form. But, um. Do you think that's a legitimate way? Because if you look at it from that point of view, you would never vote for someone like BJ Whitmer because he's just like a lower mid card guy. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I agree that he's over pushed, but it kind of, how can you, and I'm asking, I'm not telling, I want your take on this. How do you compare someone who's pushed at the top of their company, but performs well, but the company does not draw money and they're directly responsible for that. To a guy who's way over pushed and in the mid card, um, shouldn't over pushed lean towards guys who are actively preventing their companies from drawing money at the top? What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, there's a, hmm. because Minoru because here Roman Reigns. Yeah, Minoru, I mean he's a, he, Minoru Suzuki's a great choice, honestly. If you want to come if at it from if a, you're looking at it from a know, business point of view, right, right, right. Roman Reigns finished second. Minoru Suzuki didn't even place. That leads me to believe a lot of these Roman Reigns votes are just from people who just don't like Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Right. It's like more so. Now, I would have voted for Roman Reigns from the standpoint of they tried to push him all year from Royal Rumble on, from January on, and it never really worked for the entire duration of the voting period of the awards. And you could argue it still hasn't worked. To me, he's it a works. You just case. have to not listen to the crowd. That's the yeah, key. you have to pretend that his reactions are good, which a lot of people <laughs> do, and I still don't understand that. I, this is legitimately a tweet that we got. Was, was just If you just ignore the crowd reactions, it's been great. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, someone legitimately yeah. <laughs> said that. They said if you ignore the crowd reactions, his push has been fantastic, and it's a great story. 
It's one of the best stories they've ever. And told. it's like, well, dude, book. it's like, ugh, you want to rip your hair out? It's like, I mean, that, that's kind of the, one of the points of is, but is, this you is know, you're playing to the crowd. <laughs> Rich, this is a point I made on a solo show a few weeks back. This is where we are now with wrestling fans. There are so many wrestling fans that are so young that they don't remember what a real crowd pop is like, and they yeah. don't know what someone truly being over is like. And if, if there, there really are there are there are adults who don't know who are too young to remember what someone being over is like. So they really think Roman Reigns is over. Yeah, I, I was watching. I, I'm going back and watching old Royal Rumbles. I watched the 2004 Royal Rumble, and Kurt Angle came out, and the place just fucking went unglued. And I'm like, God, I, I like, I never thought of Kurt. Angle. You know what I mean? Like 2004 Kurt Angle. Do you really think of him as like, oh my, like the pop that guy got? I was like, holy fuck! Like I don't remember him being. But that's it's just the difference of like. You, you know that guy comes. I mean that that guy's a bona fide star at that time or whatever. And it's, you compare it to now, and it's like, you know, we hear all oh, these these house shows are great, and it's like, eh, okay, like you know who made a like, great point on our forums related to this was Rovert. He said, and, and and I don't even think he meant it this way, but he's absolutely right. He said Roman Reigns is over enough for a modern day WWE main eventer. You know what? He's not. Right, he's yeah. not wrong. No, he's he's fine. Yeah, and that's why there there was a part uh, a few weeks ago. Remember, I said he's their top star, and he said, "Is he really?" And I went, "Yeah, kind of." <laughs> like you know, it's it's like, but that's the bar is that low, right? He wait if it's not Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, or some other old fart that they dust off. Yeah, yeah kind of. He like, really is over enough yeah, for a mod- yeah. but that but see that doesn't mean he's over in the classic sense because he's not. He very right. clearly isn't. There's buildings that will that will give him the. I love Chris Novembrino for this. There are buildings that will give him a peak Dolph Ziggler pop because that's really the best that he gets. The best pop that Roman Reigns gets is the peak Dolph Ziggler pop, and that's so right. You can't have a better comparison than that. Uh, and there are some buildings that boo him still, and Rich, there's some buildings that just don't give a fucking shit about this guy either way. He comes out of the crowd, and they, they, they pan the camera back, and people are just standing there. They're not. Cheering. It's most raw. Yeah, the, the ending second of most raws is, is that where it's just they're like they're not cheering, they're not booing, they're just yeah. staring at him like, okay, here comes this guy. We don't care about him. We're supposed to, but we don't. So to me, to me, he was the number one, and I would have voted Minoru Suzuki number two. <laughs> but the, the the thing is, I believe both men performed well. Yeah, exactly. So how yeah. do you, you know what I mean? How do you quantify all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of go. I, I do like a kind of a two prong attack. I go with guys that I think got over pushing. Then I thought guys that also kind of sucked. Yeah. Uh, in in those positions, that's how I do it. But you're right. I mean, from a purely business standpoint, those are two very good picks. Especially Suzuki is is a great pick. But you know. and he played his role to perfection. Yeah. Oh, he was great. He was fantastic. I just said a few you know, twenty minutes ago that he had a great year, like an underrated year. And just, and yeah, but I, just the fans don't give a fuck, and right, to the point exactly. where they stop buying tickets. And that's that's big. That's a big deal. Uh, most underrated. Move on again. Most underpushed again by the uh, observer uh, definition here. Uh, my number three. I went Luke Harper, uh, Mascara Dorada, and then Tomatonga was my top three. Uh, the observer voters they uh, chose Cesaro on uh, number one. He had four hundred seventy-seven first-place votes. Uh, Neville at only thirty-nine. So I mean, it was a runaway for for Cesaro. Uh, Neville number two. Luke Harper number three. Sasha Banks number four, and then Mascara Dorada uh, number five. And this is <laughs> surprisingly Cesaro. Did you see this little nugget? Cesaro joins Shelton Benjamin as the only person to win this award three years in a row. Yeah. Three years in a row for most underrated. It's look. Yeah. I don't have a problem with Cesaro winning this. I, I genuinely think that they would have something with him if they'd push him. Oh yeah! Oh god, yes. But the clock is ticking because if he 
continues to be treated like this, it'll be too late. And it won't. Yeah, when he's going to be out a lot of the year next year, it's just, yeah, it's. Well, I thought Meltzer made a good point in the issue. He said it could work in Cesaro's favor because people will forget about all the jobs that he did and you can bring him back and push him right out of the gate. But we all know that that's They're not never gonna, happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not going to do but, it. But yeah. if you did that, I think it would work. Um, Neville, number two. I, I, I think he's right at where he should exactly. be. I, what do you want? What do you want out of Neville? Like, what are you going to do with that? Yeah, he, he's 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 been featured and he's been protected pretty well. I think he's he's had a really good. He's had a way better WWE career than I ever thought he would. At this point, you, you use the Larry phrase. He's the mid card mid card yeah. workhorse, and that's, that's what he should be, and that's what he is. Uh, Luke Harper, I could agree with that to an extent. Sasha Banks, I mean, clearly she's getting those votes because of her awful treatment on the main roster. I have no problem with her finishing fourth. And Dorada, I mean, that's a good one too because. While I don't think he ever would have been a money drawing person in New Japan, he was completely under you. I mean, they could do something with yes. him. <laughs> we talked about that a few weeks ago. Fucking anything. Kevin Owens. The guy held a title the entire year in your company and you didn't even have him defend the title. Like, what are you doing? Certainly underpushed. Certainly deserves a top 10 yeah. spot. I don't know. If it, I mean, definitely belongs in the top 10. Kevin Owens finished six. That's bullshit. I think he's progressing. Look, they haven't destroyed him yet, so that's saying something. So I don't really have a problem with, with his push at this point. I think he's protected well enough. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Samoa Joe 7th, I don't know. I think they're using him fine too. I mean he's mm-hmm. right in the top mix in NXT and, and, and performing in the role that I believe he should. Now maybe if you think he belongs on the main roster, I guess. Um, and then it was Ambrose, Shibata, and Tama Tonga finishing 10th. That was because of me. That was me. The time I talk about. Apparently, other people did too. So I'm glad. Oh, you had him in your top three. I had him at my top three. Yeah, my third. Glad I three. turned you on that. You know, earlier in the year, you were like, "Joe, you're crazy." I'm glad you're seeing the ways. I got Tama it. Tonga. Yeah. It finally clicked with you. That's interesting. I like that. Uh, Dolph Ziggler finished last in the honor, but he always has to make an appearance on a list. Yeah, I mean, it's eh. his, <laughs> maybe talk to me two years ago, and I'd agree. That's, but, why, uh, that's why I I'm think good. if they don't shit or get off the pot with Cesaro, which they're not going to shit, let's face it. Yeah, um, he's going to end up like Ziggler, where it's like it's too late, and no one you can't get behind him anymore. Right. All right. Uh, promotion of the year number one was New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, number two, UFC. I was just kind of funny, <laughs> even though I don't like I follow UFC like you kind of I mean, whatever. But uh, number three, Ring of Honor, number four, Lucha Underground and number five, Dragon Gate. I mean, UFC should have probably won this. But uh, for the wrestling fans that don't follow, uh, what are your thoughts about New Japan Pro Wrestling? Number one. OK, so it all depends. Again, this is one of those awards where it's how you interpret it. Do you vote for the promotion that you personally enjoyed the most? most? Do you vote for the promotion that generated the most revenue? Do you vote for the promotion that uh, their starting point at the end of 2014, they came the furthest from that starting point by the end of 2015? In other words, uh, um, throwing in context. Because obviously WWE leaps the field in terms of drawing money, but if they had a year where they went backwards from the previous year, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, it'd be hard to vote for them unless you're strictly about the bottom line. So there's three different ways of looking at it. I kind of use a mix of all of them, which might kind of be a cop out. But um, at the end of the day, the promotion I enjoyed the most in a show out show out basis was New Japan. The business was flat. Um, you know, I thought. 
But really, what promotions out there? Ring of Honor had had some solid growth in terms of mm-hmm. drawing fans and whatnot, and I enjoyed the Ring of Honor product. But at the end of the day, the promotion I enjoyed the most this year was New Japan, even though that's a very boring answer and a very boring vote. And, and a tricky one because this was probably their weakest year since 2012. Yeah, and, and my, my top three, um, number one, I, took, I, I picked Dragon Gate because I thought consistently they had a great year. And I thought business-wise, uh, you know, again, they didn't, they didn't go down. Uh, they didn't really kind of go up. It was just kind of another good, solid year for Dragon Gate. So I thought they – because there wasn't a whole lot. Like when you, when you look at promotion, there was a lot of just kind of down years for some of these ones. Um, my number two one that I kind of wish I almost just did vote number one was Progress Wrestling because that's one that, you know, not – ironically had a ton of progress in this past year to the point where you know they're they're selling out shows left and right they're selling out in minutes uh great matches throughout they really just jumped onto the scene and now in next year they're exploding and they're going to run you know quadruple the amount of shows that they ran last year or something like that I, I don't remember the exact figure but that's a company that just grew leaps and bounds in this year and just had a, a really awesome year i mean everything i saw from that promotion the the vibe of it everything was just awesome and it was good and and they're making money and doing that stuff and number three i did new japan just because like you said it's kind of the stocky answer you know, at the end of the day yeah, i enjoyed that promotion a lot you know whether business-wise so for me i kind of use a little bit of a blended approach but for this one it's always hard for me to vote because i go through the same thing okay do i just go by business do i go by my enjoyment do i go by you know the objective enjoyment it's 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 hard to do if you're going from a growth standpoint you probably got to go with one of the european promotions whether it's progress or even icw yeah. But the thing is, are those promotions big enough where you can call them the top promotion in a given year? Yeah, yeah That's right. where they're not at that point yet. You know what I mean? And it's like – that's what, has, what stops me from pulling the trigger on promotions like that. But yes, all of the growth in wrestling right now is happening in Europe. That's where it's happening. Yeah. It's not happening in Japan. It's not happening in the United States. Um, you know, it, it's happening in Europe. That's where it's at. Uh, you know, it's not happening in Mexico. You know, CMLL had a much better year last year as opposed to 2015, at least in the ring. They did not have a good 2015. No, they did not. <laughs> yeah. And um, a AAA, of course, um, had all the bad luck. In the, they were on a path to being a contender for this. And, you know, unfortunately, death and people jumping the promotion, you know, just kind of just ruined their year. You know, yeah. you remember AAA was kind of getting hot. It was what, like April, uh, maybe like February. They had Paraguayo, Rey Mysterio, you know, Miss Disease. You know, they were Del Rio, uh, Mundo, Cage. They were ready to the, go. Yes, the guys from Lucha yeah. and, and they were doing. They were drawing some nice houses, and then everything just fell apart. You know, a lot of it out of their control. Um, you know, so it's Europe is where it's at when it comes to these promotions that are growing. Um, so you know, if, if someone wanted to go. Uh, um, outside the box, that would probably be where they would where they would go. And I, and it's interesting. I was wondering if Lucha Underground would be separate from AAA. I believe that it should be, and the votes did count separately because Lucha Underground yeah, finished fourth, which I think is fair. Uh, and 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 you know, I don't think NXT should count separately from WWE. Now, if you're asking me why I think Lucha Underground should count separately and NXT shouldn't, I don't have an answer for you. That's my gut is telling me. That Lucha Underground should not be lumped in with AAA. I don't know why. I just feel that way. Um, the, the same, like, I don't think that DNA should be counted separately from DDT either. I don't know how you feel about that one. But it's like... For, I agree, but... But for whatever uh, reason, I think that Lucha Underground should be counted separately from AAA. I, it's weird. I can't explain why, though. It helps to be based in a different country, 
as well. That's kind of yeah. There's just the operations are way different. I mean, they use a lot of the same talent, and there might be some of the same sort of overseers. But for the most part, I mean, man, they're night and day in terms of how the creative is approached and and how the character. I mean, the characters are not even remotely close to the same as well. And that that's kind of it's a, legitimately two different universes to the. Point. They're universe. The, if you really look at the universe, like it's different. Like people can jump between NXT and, and WWE fine, and people yeah, but you can't just jump from. I mean, like Johnny Mundo can't just jump from from AAA to Lucha Underground and be yeah. Well, it's, well, it's, Moon, well, that's a bad example because he does. But like, um, like uh, there's some he, guys who have in the same way, not in the same way. But there's though. some guys who are completely different characters. Like, like, uh, um, uh, King Cuerno is a completely different character. Oh, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, Murray, Murray is completely <laughs> yeah. like they're different people. They're not even the same character uh, in a lot of cases. So yeah, I, I don't have a problem with them being counted as a as a separate company similar you know what it's very similar to it's like when dragon gate usa was counted as a separate company from dragon gate which was yeah. which was fair too all right uh, best weekly tv show the winner was uh nxt uh in the second place actually receiving more first place votes but lower point totals but very very close point totals uh was lucha underground number three was world pro wrestling of course that's new japan pro wrestling on access tv uh ring of honor was fourth and then number five was monday night raw four people thought monday night raw was the best show of the year i get the impression that they've combined the japanese votes and the access votes for the new japan show you think because he this show always finishes like fifth or sixth or whatever based on the Japanese votes. Does it? I, I, I never really noticed. Yeah. I mean, I put in mine. I wrote New Japan on Access TV, and that doesn't. I mean, that, that's. Yeah, I so. mean, because they're not lip- listed twice. I have a feeling he just combined all the because it, it really is the same show. Just one. It's the same. Yeah, one yeah, show yeah, just sure. airs months after the other, but it's the same show. So it's like, okay, so look at it. Look at it from this point of view. There are some countries where people are watching Raw, and it's like six weeks behind. Right. It's the same thing. It's the same show. So there's no reason to count it separately. It's it's the same exact show, which is a different commentary. Just like Raw might have, you know, German commentators in German. You know what I mean? So it kind of makes sense. But um I thought it was the correct top four. Let me put it that way. NXT, mm-hmm. Lucha Underground, the New Japan show, and Ring of Honor. Um, you you really can't go wrong with any of those four. Whatever order you choose, like I chose Lucha Underground number one, uh, New Japan on Access two, and then NXT three. I wrestled with that so much, and I had Ring of Honor. I mean, that, those top four. If you asked me tomorrow, I'd probably have a different order. I, it's just like you know, what I mean, I, it was so hard for me to figure out who's one, who's two, who's three, who's four. So I, I that's in my moment when I did that, that's what I voted for. But yeah, it could have been you know that that one is is wide open for me. I would have voted for in whatever order NXT, Lucha Underground, and Ring of Honor. I would have left the New Japan show off because I. I would have had a problem voting for a show where I've seen the matches already. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's a minor gripe, but for me, I couldn't put that in my top three uh, for that reason. Um, it, it's, it's, but here, here's the thing that, that people underestimate with that, though. A lot of people who watch that show, it's first run for them. Because exactly. if yeah. you read the Twitter feed, we follow Access TV, and they retweet while the show is on, You know, people that are watching. A lot of the people that are watching, again, this is a bubble thing. Everyone that's listening to this show and, and me and you, Rich, we've seen these matches you know, eight months ago or whatever. The people watching Axis haven't. They're watching this week to week like it's episodic television. They're not New Japan World subscribers. They're not scouring the internet to, to watch or follow New Japan. These are casual wrestling fans who came across the show and watch it every week, and they don't know who won these matches. They've never seen these matches. So what people have to remember is this show is fresh viewing for a lot of the people that are watching it. 
Um, you know, we're not making this up. Go, go look at the Access TV Twitter feed. You know, you see people talking about it. Like, you know, it, it, you know. So I don't have a problem with people who voted for it, even if you know uh, whether it's fresh to them or not. But I personally, I wouldn't have had it in my top three. If you're putting a gun to my head, I think I enjoy. I, you know what? I really don't know how it order the other. It really is hard. I don't blame you for it's struggling tough, yeah. with it because Lucha Underground. I really they burned me out by the end of the season. To be completely honest, I've talked about that a ton of times on the show. They really did burn me out with kind of some of the silliness. That might eliminate them. But there's weeks where NXT is dry as a fucking bone. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. now, look, no TV show is going to be awesome every week. Uh, Ring of Honor, again, when they focus on BJ Whitmer and shit like that, not good. On a week-in, week-out basis, Lucha Underground was probably the most consistent show. And I think they went on a run where the show was so good that you got yeah. numb to how great it was. Yeah, that's that's the big reason why I voted for them. I mean, they had like you know seven straight weeks or whatever. It was just like, oh my, like you know everything was just great. Yeah, so no problem with that at all. No problem with if any of those four would have won. I don't have a problem with NXT winning. Uh, do you want to skip match of the year because we got our own thing? And we could go these. Well, if let's you want. just say this. I'm just gonna say this about match of the year. The, the, the top ten matches that that finished in the observer poll. There's one, Rich, that sticks out like a sore thumb that did not do nearly as well in our poll. Do you know which one it is? And I know you, I don't, you're not going to say it. I don't like I only have the top five. Um, I, it was it – was, um, how can I do that? Well, I'll tell you, tell you this way. I'll tell you what place it finished in our poll. Okay. Okay. Just give me one second. Pull it up. And this was surprising to me, not because it didn't completely replicate our top ten, which it didn't. But this match really didn't do well for us, um, and it did very. It finished in the top ten in the Observer poll. So, and we can't analyze it obviously because we don't want to give it away. It finished. Twenty seventh in our poll. The match oh, that finished twenty seventh finished in the top ten in the Observer poll. And let me know when you've found it. Hmm. There's two that I'm thinking of. Is it Shingo and Mochizuki? No, that no. Okay. Let's not give Suzuki away. Segura? Let's not okay. give away anymore. Twenty <laughs> seventh in our poll, so that that was interesting because I like to compare this poll to ours. All right, let me. I'm gonna fire up ours so I can. I'm not gonna say what it now is, but I'm not, yeah. Twenty seventh in ours. Okay. Let's see here. And now I'm looking at the. All of the honorable mentions in the Observer poll did very well in our poll as well. So not a ton of variance other than How that. How just sort this thing? Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Dear God. You know, there's, there was such great response to our poll that the sheet has slowed down. There's yeah, it's so bad. It's so hard to... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it was, it was the second one I was going to guess. Yeah, I'm surprised that one did so bad on ours, especially our fan base. You know, and not that it did bad. Twenty seventh isn't like a burial, but I thought it was a huge disparity to how it did in the observer poll, which was odd. Yeah, I would think. I think our fan base would be more into it than the observer base. Absolutely. But let's move on. All right, rookie of the year, (laughs) the man who also is the most improved candidate. uh, Chad Gable won. Uh, Second was Jay White. Dana Brooke was number three. Higuchi from uh, the DNA promotion was number four, and then Cody Hall was number five. Okay, Dana Brooke, that's a joke. She doesn't belong anywhere near the top three for this award because I mean, 
Higuchi is so much better than Dana Brooke, but of course that's a product of a lot of people who never laid eyes on DDT or Higuchi. He doesn't even wrestle on DDT. He wrestles in their freaking feeder promotion. Right. So, I mean, and people are familiar with WWE, and they, there's a lot of people who probably voted, I would imagine, Gable, Dana Brooke, and insert another NXT person here, whether it was Nia Jax or whoever the fuck. Um, so that explains that, but it's still a joke. Cody Hall at number five is a joke. He's not better than a lot of people underneath him either. Um, but, uh, you know, eliminating David Finley from the voting certainly helped a lot of these guys. I don't have a problem with Gable winning. If you're going to eliminate Finley, Gable or Jay White needed to win. They finished 1-2. Right. I have no problem with that. Higuchi probably should have been in the top three, though, realistically. Yeah, my, my top three was David Finley, which apparently didn't get counted. Uh, Jay White and Chad Gable was my three. So. Yeah. Whoops. Who would you have yeah. stuck in there if, if they wouldn't? What, tell me how you would have voted if you, couldn't, if you knew you couldn't vote for Finley. Uh, it'd be Jay White, number one. Uh, Chad Gable, number two. And then probably Higuchi, number three. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. Yeah, pro- yeah, definitely. No Nia Jax for you, huh? No. no. Okay. no she's, she's fine, but that's... Yeah. All right, best non-wrestler. This was... I don't know why this was even up for debate. It was, it was Dario Cueto, right? Oh, like, yeah. I voted yeah. him. That, like, I voted him. And then Xavier, How did he almost lose to Paul Heyman? Like, I like Paul Heyman, four, but come on. Listen, four first-place votes, 21 overall points. Jesus. Who doesn't vote for Dario Quaid? I don't know how you don't do it. How do you that vote for Stephanie? Legend. How do you vote for Stephanie McMahon? Yeah, you 13 people that voted Stephanie McMahon, you come at Unless us right now. Unless you're David Bixen's fan <laughs> who voted for Because I didn't see his ballot, but you know he voted for He loves Stephanie McMahon. So. Yeah. Like, how Everybody but Bix. Bix would, uh, hi. We, we talked to you anyway. It's fine. Everybody else, the 12 other people that voted her first place, you, you come listen, at us Bix, you're a, right you're a now. nice Jewish boy. Happy Hanukkah, all that. But he wrote a very good piece on uh, on the Big Show's boxing career. Did you read that one from SB Nation? I have not. It's good. It's really good. So you know he voted for Steph. So that's one of those thirteen first place <laughs> votes. But I, you other twelve, come at us right now. But I mean, yeah, it's uh, this had to be Cueto. I don't really have a problem with Heyman finishing second. Um, I don't really have a problem with Xavier Woods finishing third. Uh, Xavier Woods is my number two. Had to be. So um, Lana has fallen, huh? Yeah, did she do a well, lot better last year? She did. Katrina didn't get as much support as I thought she would. I had her number three. Yeah, she finished. I love Katrina. Katrina was fucking awesome in Lucha Underground. She finished ninth. Her face-licking yeah. ways. Uh, yeah, devious babe. Well, come on. There's nothing better than a devious babe. Bruce Tharp is falling off the map. <laughs> yeah, well, Honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, Renee Young got 70 points somehow. <laughs> for what? I don't know for what. I mean, what does she do? I like Renee Young a lot, but like, she's not a best non wrestler. I she's... think she's just there. I mean, I really don't understand what she does. She's fine, but like, I, yeah, I don't know what she does to. Okay, well, oh boy. All right, best television announcer again. This one was like a no doubt, and this it, he ran away with the votes. This is more Ronaldo, and, for, and uh, he's gonna win next year too. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's run gonna away run away with it. it even more because he's on SmackDown, and you know now the, he's gonna get the WWE vote, which he yeah. didn't even oh, get he, this year. So. Uh, number two was Corey Graves, who I voted number two. It's my same order as me. Uh, number three was Nogami, which come on, you those ninety six people, tell me you have bet the best thing Nogami did this year. Guys, he's not. What was it, the, it, here's he the thing? It, he's not even the primary announcer. This is a, this is English speakers <laughs> voting for this dude because he's not even the number. He's like the number three <laughs> announcer in the company. He's not the guy you hear. You think you're hearing Nogami? You're not you're hearing not. him. Because the shows that you're watching, if you're a casual fan, he's not calling those shows. <laughs> That's the best part. 
Okay. You're probably hearing like Liger who's sitting at the table. You don't even know that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, it's Liger huh. if you hear, ooh. Wow. Yeah, no, he's big on the, And then Gato, the, Gato says some uh, stuff. He says the same stuff a lot of the times. If you hear the Lawler noises, it's Liger. Liger gets yeah. excited. Um, I asked someone, it was Chris Charlton or Iki Oidi. I can't remember which one I asked. But I asked of the wrestlers who step in the booth, who does a good job and who does a shitty job? And the answer that I got was Liger gets real excited which and sometimes it, it brings it down a little, but overall he's a fun guy to listen to. Gato gets the stories over the best, which shouldn't mm-hmm. surprise anyone. I mean, I, I would hope that Gato is getting the stories over. So, yeah, I, I want Booker's always on commentary. Like going back and re- like you know rewatching some of the stuff. For um, except for except Gabe, yeah. for uh, Jimmy Bowers. <laughs> don't <laughs> for, you don't yeah. want Jimmy Bowers on commentary. No, that is that is a very good question. But yeah, going back and watching Screaming some of the old WWE Network stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know like bill watts is out there you know got yes. one of the crockets and like those sort of guys like they really get it across especially bill watts watching those mid-south ones like you could tell he's just like here's what i want you to think and even old vince mcmahon like you know you kind of laugh at him but he was so good at being like here is what you should think yes. about what's going on right now i'm telling you what to think or whatever like i love that sort of stuff so i'm sure gato is great at that but yeah uh jimmy bauer not not as uh not, not as great but speaking of lenny leonard was my number three what do you think about that he doesn't get a lot of love. I like Lenny Leonard. He, he's all right. He's all right. I, I, I don't mind Lenny Leonard at all. I think he does a real good job when he's by himself. That's not easy. That is not easy. Um, I'll tell you what. I just thought of something. With Ronaldo on SmackDown and Jim Ross taking over the New Japan, that could be an mm. interesting race next year, right? It could be a very interesting race, yeah. Depending how Ross does. So, I, you know, think about that one. Briefly, I want to go back to best TV show, something I forgot to mention. Oh, I know what this is. Whoever you are that's still voting for Dragon Gate Infinity, please stop. It wasn't me. It wasn't me, I promise. The jig is up. It doesn't exist anymore. The show. How many I got like what? How many first place votes? I saw it earlier. It's like it got like enough to like It got I don't know if it got any first place, but it has points. It finished fifth. It's not listen, it used to be a one hour weekly show and I used to vote oh, for no it first every place year votes, right. yeah. because it was awesome. But it would be like they'd show you like one full match and then clips. It was a great show. It would catch you up on the on the storylines. It doesn't exist anymore. It, now they just throw that feed the monster song and the opening credits. They throw it in front of the fucking house shows, and then they show you the three hour house show. It's not a weekly TV show. Stop voting for Dragon Gate Infinity, please. No more, and stop voting for Nogami. Stupid Americans, stop doing these things. They don't deserve votes because I really doubt Japanese people are voting for Nogami, I, you know, I the number so three Japanese announcer. Because, look, you've got this Shinji Yoshino getting votes in the honorable mentions. He's probably the guy who deserves all – he's probably the top Japanese announcer because no Americans are voting for Shinji Yoshino. I don't even know who that is. I have no idea what company he calls matches for. I don't know who that man is. I don't know either. Match striker. Sounds, sounds Japanese. I don't know what he does, but... Uh, yeah. Who is, who is Shinji? Uh, who, who's Shinji Yoshino? Let's, let's find out. I think we should as, as a pro wrestling show. That, but, you know, the commentary end, we don't really... Uh, Who am I supposed to know who the Japanese comment... He was a bureaucrat, politician, and cabinet master of pre-war Japan. No, that's probably not him. Okay. Um, I doubt that's him. He's an anime character? I No, he, that guy died in 1971, so I don't think it's that one. Uh, wrestling. It's not coming up real easily. Let's see... What the fuck? What does this guy do? Oh, he's a, he's a New Japan announcer. Okay, so he probably is the main he's guy. He's probably the guy who deserves those votes. 
Oh, he's one of the backstage guys? Oh, I know him. Yeah, you, you've seen him. If I showed you his picture, you'd see. Yeah, but I don't know his name. I certainly got, am not qualified yeah. to, to vote on his announcing credentials. because. I, and then you got Soshi Shibata, who's like the kind of... Um, he's got like a nice little like Eric Bischoff head of hair and glasses. You see him a lot as well. You ever, um, you ever, you ever see that. the guy who looks like Satoshi Kojima? Yeah, who is that guy? I asked about him. He's a he's a magazine writer. He's not even a ah okay. You know, bring right. him in for. I don't know any of that shit. I just I just watch the matches. I have no fucking yeah. clue. And I don't know what they're saying. How can I vote for these guys? I'm gonna vote Chono for that one time he came in during the G1. I'll assume he was good. So because there's one guy that screams charisma, it's uh, Masahiro Chono. So I'm sure that was him. All right, Chono burial. Nice. No, I you know I like Chono, but I never liked Chono. I, you know, when I went back and watched all the G1s, you could see the slow progression of Chono. Like, he was fucking fantastic for a while. And then, like, 1997 came, and it was just like, boom. And then it just stopped. And then, then he was fucking terrible. Like, the last, like, half of his career was just miserable. So, the man did break his neck, to be fair. But, yeah, you can tell, too. Yeah. Like, he starts working like a guy who doesn't want to, like, move. <laughs> you know, he, so that uh, I, he did get lazy. The thing is, I was never even into Prime Chono. He just never did it for me. I don't. Yeah, I, I like the. Prime I always liked yeah. got other guys better. I don't know. I can see that, but all right. My second favorite award, next to most overrated, is worst television announcer. He didn't win this year, but he should win every single year. Jerry Lawler was my number one. Number two was JBL for me, and the number three was Michael Cole. Uh, it was the same top three that the Observer uh, balloters gave. They gave John Bradshaw Layfield number one, which I am totally okay with. He fucking sucks. And then uh, Michael Cole number two, Jerry Lawler number three. I'm gonna. He should be ahead of Michael Cole. I don't think Michael Cole should even have finished in the top 10. No. I don't have a problem with Michael Cole. Who the hell voted for Corey Graves? He's good. Corey Graves is fantastic, yeah. I mean, why would he get votes? But I don't think Cole is bad anymore. Cole is just there. I think Cole is fine. He's inoffensive. Um, JBL stinks. I don't have a problem with him winning. I wouldn't have had a problem with Lawler winning. Byron Saxton might as well not even be in the booth. He 